You got to lust for things so you committing financial infidelity the whole while. These people making their money fertile. The whole, mile, the whole while, they done pumped $8 trillion in the economy. The wealthy people of America from 2020 to 2023, they increased their wealth by $5 trillion. Somebody playing with a faulty playbook and somebody playing with a cheat code. I'm just trying to figure out which one you is. I ain't got all the codes, but I do got left, right, left, right, A, B, star, select. I don't got all the codes. I ain't gonna lie, I don't know at all, I'm still learning. But I got a couple of them. B, A, B, A, star, select, right button. I got a couple of them. The, the cool part is I don't gotta have all of them. I just need a couple of them, why? Because once I know a couple of them, guess what? Somebody that say, yo, I saw how you did that, let me put you on game. Now you talking about a value exchange in relationship because one person with a cheat code don't mind showing you a cheat code because we can swap cheat codes. And that's how we get ahead. Wealthy people tell wealthy people the cheat codes that they have to the game. But we on the sideline. Because you can't never get in position. What's good, what's good, what's good, family? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. And welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesday. Hey, man, listen, man. For all my old trappers, what's good with it? For all my new trappers, welcome home. Listen, man, we just did an amazing interview at the Breakfast Club, so we got a whole lot of new people in the building. We got a whole lot of new people that's coming to the trap house. So listen, man, everybody that's in the comment, make them feel like they're at home. Let them know this is the number one place to be when you coming to learn about the markets, financial literacy, and building legacy. I love the sound of that money counting. And today that money was counting. So listen, man, I want to say something, man. Trapping Tuesdays is a place where we are dedicated to giving you the confidence it takes to build wealth. We're the place where we normalize investing so that you overcome all of your fears so that we help you to stop getting it out the mud so you can get it out the market. Welcome to Trapping Tuesday, y'all. Let's give a round of applause one more time. Listen, I want to start today's episode off by saying this. The most essential component to your ability to accumulate wealth is centered around your philosophy of money. And the truth of the matter is Conventional wisdom actually does more harm than good, especially when it comes to playing a wealth game. There's something significantly wrong with the indoctrine that has been installed in us when it comes to our monetary mindset, our motherboard membrane of finance. Who does it benefit for us to believe that the safest place for our money is the bank? I mean, we only get 0.01 interest on our money sitting in the savings. I mean, 
if at some point everybody decided to take their money out the bank, if we get left holding a bag, do we truly get our money out the bank? Who benefits from us truly going to college? When the average college graduation salary is $55,260. Hmm. And the highest paid on average is $95,950. And this is as of December 2022. But the average four-year tuition is around 25000 a year. And in four years, you wind up paying $102,828. And out of state, it even increases to 44000 a year, averaging out to about $176,000 over four years. I want to know who benefits from that. That means that the person who decides to go to college eight times out of 10 will spend the first 10 to 12 years of their career paying off student loan debt. Now, I'm not against college by no means because, I mean, I don't want nobody who hasn't been to college to be a doctor to be playing around on my body. I mean, when I went to court to beat my charge, my lawyer, John Fuller, actually was a law graduate. So I have nothing wrong with college. My argument is, what is the thesis behind making that the prominent decision in our educational career? Investing, entrepreneurship, taxes. None of these things are taught when yet we need them the most. Every person who has a job, based off the economic data that we have on college, needs to learn how to invest or start a side business. I mean, it's only right. The average person needs to learn how to pay some type of taxes. I mean, your Uncle Sam on his money, but can I learn a tax shelter? Can I learn a tax harvest? Can I learn the benefits of owning land? property, real estate. Can I know that? Personally, Wall Street Travel has no problem with paying taxes. I'm one to tell y'all, yeah, that's year I paid $1.1 million in taxes. I don't mind paying taxes, but I also it's imperative that I learn how to play the tax game. For minorities, Those, those wealth creation strategies become disparities. They are like the financial ingredient that contribute to you not hitting your goals. I mean, just think about it. Those not knowing those three things, not being familiar with those three things, actually have us on a financial treadmill. There's a vast world ahead of us full of opportunities, full of prosperity if we learn entrepreneurship, if we learn investing, and if we learn taxes. And I'm not saying become a full-blown entrepreneur because it ain't for everybody. 
but just the advantages of having a business on the side. Just the luxury of knowing that you're not one source of income away from financial suicide. Mm. Financial suicide. What do you mean by that, Trap? I mean, that term is a little, it's a little disturbing to me, Trap. Financial suicide? Trap, I'm busting my tail working. Trap, I went to college. Trap, I got the right job. Trap, I'm, li- I'm in my career. But Trap, retirement isn't safe. I'm, I'm, Trap, I'm, I'm scared. I don't have control of my destiny. It said that even people making $100,000 a year are still living check to check. How is this so? We thought $100,000, we thought a six-figure career was the American dream. This is blasphemy. This is hypocrisy. And my favorite quote, We've been bamboozled, run amok, led astray. But the information is here. Trust plays that ensure wealth for future generations. Tax plays that allow us to skip uh, 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 generations of, of gifting taxes. Lobbying plays that put us in the rooms that, that help us make laws and and vote on companies and have shareholders right to rule things in our favor. Asset ownership that passed down ownership from generation to generation that may even put us on a Fortune 500. Trap, how can I get access to this? How am I not able to play this game? Must I always watch it from afar? Can my nightmare become a dream? Can the things that I dream of become reality? The rules of engagement for the wealth game, they're of a different caliber. There's a certain etiquette that you must have to play this game. There's, there's certain philosophies that are necessary. One of the philosophies simply are you must learn to pay yourself first. You must be a financial priority in your life. I mean, trap. Me? A financial priority in my life? The audacity of you to make that assumption. Trap. Me? A financial priority in my life? Trap. I am that. I go to work. I pay my bills. Even when I got more month left than money, trap, I pay my bills on time. I pay my student loan debt. Trap, I pay at least the bare minimum on my credit card balance. What do you mean I am not a financial priority in my life? How dare you? How dare you? Well, newsflash. Financial suicide is what we call that. Operating on limited information. Mm. The rules of engagement, the wealth etiquette, 
just a tad bit different. Now, me personally, I'm not in favor of complaining about the rules of the game. I understand them. I won't let the Democrats bombard me with tax the rich, tax the big businesses. Nah. Because when I look at the rap sheet and when I look at the rule book from myself and when I look at the rule book of my ancestors, I realize that no political party was ever truly in my favor. Mm. Trap, you serious? They say Bill Clinton was the first black president, Trap. Are you sure? Mass incarceration. He had to double down on what the Republicans were doing. He had to be more harsh on crime than the Republicans. Name me a Democrat that helped us. Oh, we love Barack. But can I say that we just really voted for Barack because he was black? Okay, my bad. How dare you talk about Barack, Trap? I'm just saying, when I look at the playbook, I mean, every political party did something, but nothing that drastically moved the needle for us. So when you ask me, am I, reporting, am I, am I voting Republican or am I voting Democrat? I'm saying I'm voting for my legacy. Because the truth of the matter is, if I'm not a financial priority in my own life, how can I change the dynamics of my family? The same career that they told me to go to college for during the pandemic, they furloughed you. The same career that you worked hard for and was in student loan debt during the pandemic, they told you, we'll call you. The same career that you worked hard for put you in a situation to say, do you get the shot? Oh, if not, we'll fire you. Immediately, they told us right then and there that job security is not a thing. <clears throat> How dare you? I, Wall Street Trapper, applaud the game. I study the players. I make adjustments to the playbook. The playbook that I was handed and I call strategic audibles from the field. So tonight on episode 34, this one is entitled A Wealth of Opportunities. A Wealth of Opportunities. Because we call this the time where we nego renegotiate the contract. The one that we signed that said we are perpetual second-class citizens. The one that we signed that the 40-hour work week is what we will be dedicated to. The one that said that we will work 40 years, give up the best time of our lives only to have a portion of our lives at 65. The one that said the 401k contract was the best investment I could ever make. The one that told me that uh, getting tax returns was the only time I'll see a lump sum of money. That contract I'm renegotiating. I, I, I will not stand for it. That is a contract that I will not even let my daughter sign up for. So when I renegotiate the contract, I now renegotiate the contract 
for generations. We become the architects of our wealth. We become the designers of our family last name. We plant new seeds so the wealth tree can flourish. I need everybody in here to say you all are good soil. And not only are you good soil, you are wealthy soil. You are a seed of abundance. You are a seed of financial overflow. You are the roots of prosperity. We have now renegotiated the contract. Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesday, episode 34, man. Give y'all a round of applause. Let's get started. Hey, man, listen. I feel good tonight, man. I feel so good tonight, man. Welcome to everybody who joined us, man. This is an amazing episode. This is an experience like you get nowhere else. Because at Trapping Tuesday, we not only give you financial education, we not only give you financial information, but I got a cold-blooded homeboy who on them tracks and he crazy. He go by the name Tudor on the track. Tudor, give me a beat right quick, partner. Let's take a minute, man. I want everybody new to subscribe. I want you to subscribe to the channel. Make sure you hit the bell. Make sure you send this out to somebody because Tudor got a cold-blooded track. And we got to get the day started with this. We, we, we set the vibe right now. We set the tone right now. We got Jose in the building. We got George in the building. Gindy in the building. Ooh, that beat drop. We got Dave in the back. We got Tweet on the track, man. Welcome to Trapping Tuesday, y'all. Feel the vibe, catch the beat. It's a flow like an under, man. It's financial literacy on steroids. This is what a wealth of abundance. Like, this ain't your granddaddy's social media. This ain't your grandpa's stock market, yo. We call this the trap. The triple beam was where we made the stocks up at. It's where we flow at. When we say Wall Street looks like us now, man, we saying that we accept what comes with building wealth. We will not be derailed. We will not be scared. We will not be ran off. We will stay the course and we will play the game even when there's nothing left in us. Because the consequences of wealth of a lifetime are freedom. I'll say that again. The consequences of wealth are a lifetime of freedom. If you don't free your family, then who? If who don't, if you don't introduce your family to generational wealth, then who? If you don't open the first stock market account, then who? If you don't start the first business that makes a million dollars, then who? If you don't become financially literate, then who? I'm not trying to motivate you. I'm just excited because the, the who is me. So when it came to my family, I'm the who. I am the what, what do we do now? I am the new norm. That excites me. That gets me up every day to play this game because I know the tone, I know the path, and I know the opportunities. you don't get excited about the possibilities if you don't get excited about the freedom man this game ain't for you so before we get in tonight before we start talking about the mantra i need everybody in the chat 
who is excited about the opportunities, who is excited about getting it out the market and not out the mud, who is excited about whether you're making your first investment or whether you make your 100 investment. If you're excited about this game, if you're excited about the portfolio that you about to build, let me see it in the chat, man. We trapping. Whoo. Tuna, turn it up a little bit. Ooh, y'all ain't know we had that kind of flow. I'm telling you, it's a vibe. I'm gonna let that ride for 30 seconds. I'm gonna let that ride for 30 seconds. They don't even know what type of night we about to have, Jose. They don't know what type of night we about to have, Gindy. Listen, if you're new here, let me say it right quick. One more time, man. Make sure you like this. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell so you can be here every time. You feel me? And then I'm going to give you five seconds to just share this with somebody. Give you five seconds to just share this with somebody. Listen, man, if you're on Instagram right now, I want you to go to YouTube. It's called The Wall Street Looks Like Us and our network or just use Trapping Tuesday in YouTube, and you're going to see me live. But look, when you come over from the live, from here, I want you to say, we in here, Trap, and I'm going to see you in the chat, man. Let's go, man. How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? How we feeling? How we feeling? Listen, tonight is amazing. If you new here, man, listen, y'all know what time it is. It is definitely time for the mantra. Listen, if you're new here, just sit back, relax, watch what we about to do, because the next time we do this, I want you to be a part of this. I want you to sit this with your spirit. The trappers have embodied this mantra. They have embodied what it takes to be a certified Wall Street trap. Jose, I'm about to say something to you right quick, man. Tonight, we are 24 minutes in. We got 1,500 people in the chat. Shout out to the trappers, man. All right, man, before we go, man, let's go, man. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I am confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money. And I am more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime. Based on the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break all the chains that have anchored me to the poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper and Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go, y'all. Hey, man, tonight's going to be one of them nights, man. So, ah, let me see how everybody doing in the chat, man. Let's see how everybody doing in the chat, man. 
All right, so let's start off, man. Y'all know I got my paperwork. Man, I don't got my pen. George, I need my pen. Can you give me a pen? I need a pen. And I got two of them up here, man. I don't see them. Oh, God damn it. All right. Ha. Let's go, man. Let's get to our first segment. This segment is called Word on the Street, man. This segment is brought to you by none other than our live event. Let's throw the live event up right quick. Jose, let's throw the live event in the chat. Listen, y'all, if you're new to the channel, we're doing live events now in the trap. Listen, man, $97, 65 people, April 11th. And then we got the second one, April the 25th, right? Be in the building. Uh -uh, I need an ink pen. That's it. Come on, come on. Good. Yep. Be in the building, man. We will send you the address a couple days before. Just know it's in Atlanta, Georgia. Listen, man, just get a hotel downtown. That's good. Listen, man, we talking about 65 seats in person to come to the show live. Listen, man, we just like, we listen, there's nothing like this experience. Just if you feel the energy that's in the room, just to get this live, you think you feel it on the screen. Yo, I'm telling you, this is intoxicating to be in here. Jose, let's drop the chat, man. All right, man, first segment is Word on the Street, man. Let's get to it, y'all. Hope y'all got y'all pen and y'all pad because we about to start trapping. Tonight, we going to talk. Tonight, we going to talk. We not even going to go far. We going to just stay in this box tonight. Tonight, we going to stay in this box. So, man, the Dow Jones was up. The S&P 500 was up. And the NASDAQ were all up today. Now, we know that this was based off of some things that happened in the market. We we're going to talk about those things for sure. But I just want to say something to y'all right quick. If you pay attention to me on Instagram, you notice that when I made the post and said, yo, this bank has shut down. A couple banks have shut down, but the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve and the FDIC have infiltrated and came in to save these banks. Not the banks, but the depositors. I said that. I said we will have a relief rally. Go look at the post. Go look in the chat. People said, Trap, you think I should be doing some puts? I said not in the beginning of the week. Don't do no puts in the beginning of the week. They just had an event that take place. The event is for the market. It's relief. What has to happen is this. So let's talk about this for a second. I want you to visualize this, right? Here's what I want you to visualize. The market was under extreme pressure. I'm not going to lie. Once Jerome Powell said, oh, I want to clear something up too. But once Jerome Powell said, yo, we're going we we to we increase rate hikes. Immediately the market said, Yo, this is crazy. Even I was like, oh, that's crazy. Because the market had been running off the idea that Jerome Powell said, yo, we in a good space. We're going to chill. We're not going to increase rate hikes. We're going to vibe. So the market started just maneuvering. The market started, people started buying. We started having more sellers in the game, more buyers in the game. But the minute he said rate hikes was the minute the market went into panic. The market had already been walking on eggshells, Right. So watch this. You need you need some type of economic collapse in order to break the monotony of what's going on. You need some type of economic collapse to happen. You need it to happen. Well, Trap, why do you need to happen? Because we always say here on Trapping Tuesday that the stock market is a what? 
forward-looking mechanism, meaning the market is always looking at the information here and asking itself what's going to happen in the future. So Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve chairman, says we're going to increase rates. Then that puts the market under pressure. Now I want to dig into that a little more. I want, so I'm about to take out my, Jose, I'm about to use the, let me use the white bull right quick early. So we get a white bull early. We'll get a white bull real early. We don't get on a whiteboard real early. We'll get on a whiteboard real early because I need y'all to pay attention. I need to give you a visual of how this works. Because once you see how this works, you'll be like, well, damn, trap, like, why, why that got to go out like that? Right? So let's get on a whiteboard with my guys set it up. I want y'all to watch me when I do this. All right, let's get around to it. Oh, yeah, man, listen, man, today we sporting the olive green. We got the olive green trap attire on. Wall Street looks like us now. We're on the pass. Hosey, I need a picture of this. This drip right here. Just watch this drip. Watch this drip. Watch this drip. All right, we good. All right. So we on the board early, y'all. We on the board early, right? So watch this. So here's what we know. So we'll say this. In inflation, so watch this. How I want to do this? How I want to do this? All right, I want to do this like this. Unemployment. Huh? They can't see that? All right. Key word right here is unemployment. Key word is unemployment. Can they see? All right, cool. Key word here is unemployment, right? In this cycle, unemployment is essential. Unemployment is essential. Why is this essential, Trap? Okay, here's what has to happen. Here's what has to happen. All right, you got that. Unemployment is essential. So, I said, yo, from my perspective, if we get a good jobs number, Trap, Wall Street Trapper, I understand that I want people to be working. So, when I said I needed a good jobs number, it's because I knew that if people are working, they're okay. But what the Federal Reserve wants is for people to be unemployed. Why, Trap? Let's write this down. Unemployment. Equals Let me know if y'all can see this green They can't see it Y'all see that unemployment equals Can we see that Okay Watch this Watch what I'm about to write right here Ooh, it's about to be good. It's about to be good. 
This about to be good. This about to be good. Unemployment equals dead money. Ooh, I need you to take a screenshot of that. Unemployment equals dead money. All right, trap. What does unemployment equals dead money mean? So unemployment equals dead money means this. The Federal Reserve wants money, unemployment to go up. Why? Because if unemployment goes up, then you're not working. If you're not working, you're not spending money. If you're not spending money, job companies have to do what? Stop spending money on inventory. Stop spending money. But they're going to also lay people off. So that stopped money from doing what? Let's go back to the board. Let's go back to the board. Let's go back to the board. Watch this, y'all. If you're not spending money, that means no. Watch this. Less money in sir. Population. If you're not unemployed, that's less money in circulation. The less money they have in circulation, they can now take that money and burn it. Watch this. The less money that they have in circulation, now what? prices come down. If prices come down, the Fed's number one job is to do this. Let's go a little further, y'all. Damn, we teaching already. Watch this. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. The Fed's number one job is, watch this, watch this word I'm about to say, watch this word I'm about to say, y'all, price, price, stability. The Fed's number one job is price stability. Trap, what is price stability? Price stability is the prices that you pay across the board are equal to your wage. Meaning, people can work a job and still buy the necessities. Right? People can work a job and still pay the bills. What happens now is because inflation is at 6%, people in Arizona now have to work about 75 hours just to pay rent. People in Los Angeles, their paychecks now are equating to 80% of the paycheck. So if the paycheck 
isn't enough just to keep the roof over your head because inflation is so high, we have a problem. Because now people can't even afford eggs. People can't afford gas. People can't. Now you are having to make life-changing decisions based on your one job. So now what we are doing, okay, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. Damn, Jose, we, we ain't even got into the thing. I told Jose, keep this episode to two hours. That ain't gonna happen. Now you are doing what? Because inflation is so high, because inflation is so high, what are you doing? One person with one job. What are you doing? Watch this. Watch this, y'all. Exhausting. You are exhausting your paycheck. You're exhausting the paycheck. You're exhausting the paycheck. So what happens to a person that has an exhausted paycheck? Depression, stress, anxiety, financial uncertainty, suicide. That's the environment we in, y'all. I'm in a bind, Nate. Some other time. That's the, that's where we at. That's where we at. So people are financially exhausting their paycheck and now they become financially overwhelmed. What happens when a person becomes financially overwhelmed? They can't make the right decisions. What happens when a person becomes financially overwhelmed? They get discouraged. What happens when a person becomes financially exhausted? Crime goes through the roof. What happens when a person goes and feels financially exhausted? Depression. Pills. Drugs. Alcohol. We talking being financially exhausted by a government, by a Federal Reserve, who are the perpetrators of dumping $8 trillion in the economy during a pandemic. This was inevitable. So the same people that inflicted the pain in the beginning, who gave us the facade or the illusion that we were getting free money, that gave us the facade, that gave us the illusion that the PPP, that a loan was free. The same people that gave us the money are now saying, we got to put you out of work. 1.2 million to 2 million people have to be out of a job for the Fed to get to that 4.4 unemployment rate. We're talking about putting another 2 million people out of work. So now we're going to put 2.2 million people out of work just to stop something that you put in place from the beginning? That don't make sense to me. So in my mind, 
What I would rather you do is, I would rather you say, yo, inflation is at 5%. Let's just increase what we paying people. Because I would rather people work the job and have money to buy the high eggs and say, you know what? I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to buy eggs then. Then for people not to have money and can't buy no food at all. It's one thing to bust your behind every day at work and say, you know what? I got enough money to pay my bills until things get better than to say I don't got no money at all. Because the person with no income coming at all becomes desperate. The person with no income at all, the mother that now has to feed her kids, but she ain't got no job, gets put in a bind, Nate. One of my favorite sayings is by a rapper from New Orleans named Mac. He said, do God love killers? Do God love thieves? Will God forgive a man who murders just to feed his seed? That's one of my favorite bars ever. Because what happens when we're put in a situation that the government and the Federal Reserve coerced? They came together and said, this is the right thing to do for us. How? How can you put me in a desperate situation and not expect me to be desperate? How can you put a dog in a situation to bark and tell him and get mad when he bite? And so what happens is they rank the world from under us because they understood if I put $8 trillion in the economy, Guess where that money gonna go at when I give it to a bunch of people who aren't financially literate? What happens when I give a bunch of people who don't have the financial fortitude to navigate through this type of economic environment? What do they do? They take free money and they buy all the things that they always wanted because they think we gonna bail them out. And at first I used to blame us. Like, man, we gotta know better. But I gotta realize, a lot of us have never even been in that type of situation before. So we don't know how to respond. So I'm not mad at you. But what I will say is this. Now we have a wealth of opportunities. Now. Now we had an opportunity. Now we can play offense. But it's going to take some struggle. It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take us saying, you know what? I got the little bread I got right now. I'm going to make the best financial decision I can ever make. So every show I can listen to when it comes to making money, every program that I can tap into to making money, every time, every time I find a way to multiply my money because my money is fertile, I need everybody in the chat, I need you to write that on a piece of paper and say, my money is fertile. I make money babies with my money. Because my money is a multiplier. And I'm okay right now with not adding 
to Bernard Arnault, the man who owned Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy. I'm okay with not adding to his legacy. I'm okay with not adding to the legacy of others until I first put the legacy within myself. And once we understand that, and once we understand what's on this board right here, we change the game. So every week when I come to Trap and Tuesday, my goal is to not only help you change your philosophy, but I want to give you some of my financial confidence. I do want to influence you. But I don't want to influence you to make the same investments that I make. I want to influence you to develop your own investor identity so you can be confident in making the best investments for you. I don't want you to be trapped. I want you to be better than me. Every week I come in and give you two and a half hours, three hours worth of game, yo. And every week I give you something new. Why? I want you to be better than me. I'm dumping the tank because I know right now our people need to be showed the way. Our people need to be led the way, not sold the way. Our people need to be showed the way. Our people need to be led the way and not sold the way. Yo, I'm going to go get my money out the market, fam. I ain't lying to you. I ain't lying to you. I'm going to go get mine out the market. I'll make some money some other time. I ain't tripping. We're going to make some bread, yo. At this point in my life, I'm mentally unemployable. I am an investing giant. And when I say that, I'm not saying I got billions of dollars, but I'm saying I'm going to maximize every dollar I got in the market, in real estate, in some type of stock, in some type of land. Yo, my mind is on how I'm doing investing gymnastics. So right now, yo, I don't mind coming up here every Tuesday. I get excited when I get to teach y'all. I get excited when I get to talk about finances. I get excited when I get to talk about the market. I get excited even when I lost. You know why? Because I just love playing the game. And when you love playing the game, you love the bad days like you love the good days. But when you financially exhausted, when you got one stream of income, you kind of hold on to that money a little bit different. You become a little bit hesitant of making that first investment. We're going to change that. We're going to change that tonight. Woo! <laughs> it's one of them nights, y'all. It's one of them nights, y'all. All right, so watch this. Right now, unemployment. Jose, it's one of them nights. Unemployment is 3.6%. That's what unemployment at, y'all. Right? Unemployment is at 3.6. Jerome Powell is saying he needs it to be at 4.4%. 4.4% means 1.2 to 2 million jobs have to be lost. I want y'all to understand this. I want y'all to understand this. Unemployment right now is at 3.6%. It's the highest, it's the lowest it's ever been in 52 years. Here's the thing. We have a robust job market. Right now, there's one, there's two jobs for every one person. 
There's two jobs for every one person right now. There's two jobs for every one person right now. So we love that. The job market is robust. Right? The job market is robust. But in order to get this from 3.6 to 4%, he got to raise rates. All right, so let's go a little further. Watch this. Watch what I'm about to show y'all right here. So, Trap, why, why do they got to do that? Well, right now, watch this. Inflation, watch this, y'all, is 6%. Inflation is at 6%. Watch this. It needs to be at 2, 2, 2, 2.5 percent. So that means we got to come down another 4 percent. At least three and a half. So that means How y'all feeling tonight, man? We ain't even got started. We ain't even got started yet, y'all. How y'all feeling tonight? We ain't even got started yet. We ain't even, we ain't even started yet. I want y'all to tell Tootie because he's reading the chat. Tell Tootie, don't rush trap tonight. Tell Tootie, don't Tootie say speed it up already. You heard? Look, so watch this. Watch this, y'all. Y'all learning already? Y'all learning? If you're learning in the chat, say I'm learning, trap. Get the likes up right quick. Send this out to somebody. Let them know we trap. Jose, man, we got 20, almost 2,200 people in the chat tonight. We got almost 2,200 people in the chat tonight. If we trap tonight, say we trapping. If you're new to the chat right quick, say I'm new, and then let me know how you feel already at one hour in. Now, I'm going to have to speed up a little bit tonight because I'm going to keep y'all here three hours tonight. We did that last week, y'all. I don't want to do that again. Let's get the likes up. Last week, I was on one. Let's get the likes up. Let's get the likes up. People saying two, they don't trust, don't rush trap tonight. <laughs> two, they leave me alone, dog. Leave me alone, dog. All right, so let's go, y'all. Let's go. Check it out. Check us out. Check us out. So here's what also here's what has to happen. Watch this. Watch this. So now here's what happened with the bank crisis, and I'm gonna get to it in there. But here's what happened. Fear caused fear. I'm going to put this fear of heights. Because tonight we're going to talk about it. The fear of heights made the market panic. So remember I told y'all, yo, we need to see. I wanted to see a good jobs report because I wanted people to be working. The Fed wanted to see a bad jobs report so they don't have to Hike inflation. We already talked about it. I mean, hike, hike rates up. We talked about that already, right? But watch this. Fear of hikes cause, that caused panic. Fear of hikes, we'll put this, cause panic. Right? Watch this. Bank collapse caused Panic. Watch this. Watch this. 
Watch this. And I'm going to go sit down. Fear of height caused the panic. Bank collapse caused panic. Well, Trap, how do we get a relief? How do we get the relief rallies if the Fed fear of hikes caused panic and the bank collapse caused panic? How did we get two rally days? I'm going to tell you why. Small and medium banks are economic backbones. Watch this. Small and medium-sized banks are economic backbones. So, watch this. J.P. Morgan Chase is 100% the biggest bank in America with $3.2 trillion in assets no other bank compares. But watch this. J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, Bank of America, you aren't their main client. Watch this. Man, it's good. It's good. Damn. Man. Damn. <sighs> Two and a half hours, bro. That's it. Two and a half hours. That's it, bro. Two and a half hours. Watch this. J.P. Morgan... City and B Bank of America. We're gonna do this. Say this word. Bulk loan. So, right, we're gonna say that bulk loan. So their main clients aren't you and me. Right? JP Morgan, City Bank, and Bank of America, their clients. Their, their, their core base isn't me and you. Right? But watch this. Local banks. Credit unions. Regional banks lend more to people and small business. So go look it up. Go look it up. J.P. Morgan Chase. We good? J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, Bank of America, their core audience is, their core loans are the small business, I mean, the big banks. The regional banks and the credit unions, their core audience, their core loans go to the everyday person and the small business. 
Why is this important? This is important because if Silicon Valley Bank, so many other banks are attached to them. Watch this. Watch this. If people go get their money, if they can't get their money from Silicon Valley Bank and the other banks, then the little banks go out of business. All right, so what I want us to understand, what I want us to understand is this. All right, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, Bank of America, they loan to the, your big businesses, and they loan to this out. Check this out. Check this out. See, that's how we know they tapped into us, Jeremy. That's how we know that they listening. We ain't never had that like that. That's how we know they listening, man. But it's all good, man. You know what I'm saying? They know we had a lot of people in here. They know we had a lot of people in here. They know the night we was impacting a lot of people tonight. But I want to do something right quick, man. I want to shout out my team. I want to shout out George, Jose, Gendy. I want to shout out the whole team, man, because they went ASAP. They, they went ASAP. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to, I want, I want to shout the team out right quick, man. They went got in ASAP. You feel me? Uh, I'm going to give y'all a second to get back in. They listening, y'all. That let y'all know we dangerous. That let y'all know. That <laughs> let y'all know we dangerous, man. Hey, we dangerous. You heard me? I'm going to tell y'all this. I got the best of the best up in here. Tootie. Say, let's take a second, y'all, in the chat. Let's tell Tootie. Let's tell Dave. Let's tell George. Let's tell Gindy. Let's tell Jose. Let's give him a round of applause, y'all. They even got us back trapping right quick, man. They got us back trapping ASAP. They ain't played no games. They ain't played no games. All right, Tootie, cut the beat. All right, man. We back, though. So let's get back to it. I'm going to tell y'all real night. We on a, we on a, we on a three-hour night. Tootie back there like this. <laughs> Tootie punching the air in the back. Get him, Trey. No, get him, Trey. <laughs> My dog Tootie in the back, pissed off right now. All right, man, let's get to it. So watch this, y'all. Let's get back to it. All right, man, thank y'all for coming back, man. I appreciate y'all for coming back. Shout out to my team, man. Shout out to the Trappers, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. They tried to shut us down. They knew we was giving some game. But, man, we're going to let them stop us. All right, so let's get into it. Do me a favor, man. Like, let's get the likes up. But also, share this with your people. Listen, I ain't, listen, we still here. We cooking. We, we ain't tripping. We cooking. We here. All right, so let's go. So, Bank of America, Citibank, J.P. Morgan Chase. We're going to say that they, they loan in bulk. Right? We're going to say that they loan in bulk. Now, the local banks, the credit unions, the regional banks, right? The, 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 
the local banks, what they do is they give out more loans to the everyday person and the small business. Now, while, watch this. So, Trap, why did we get rate hikes and that gave us a scare and then the bank collapse gave us a scare? Well, what happens is, and then how did the market then go up after that? Right? Why did the market go back up after those two scares, Trap? Here's why. The Fed and the FDIC said we will save depositors. They said we'll save depositors. Is that screen, um, is it right? We good? All right. They said we'll save depositors. So they not bailing the banks out. Right? They not building out the banks. What they're doing is they're building out the depositors. So usually the FDIC only insures 250K. Now there's stipulations inside of that to where you can get more, but 250K. But what happens is this. What happens is this. If you had 250,000 or if you had 10 million in there, because what happened was the next day people couldn't make payroll. People couldn't make payroll. But the FDIC said, listen, check this out, yo. We got you. No matter how much money you had in there, no matter how much you had in there, we're going to make sure you can do that. Now, if the people who had stock in the banks, you lost, you took an L. If you had stock in the bank, they saying, listen, you made an investment. The investment didn't go your way. You got to take that L. But if you had money in the bank, because what happens is those small banks actually are where people pay payroll at. Some people who had Wells Fargo, their money was jammed up because Wells Fargo, those people were also attached to that bank. So, Trap, why did that cause the market to go up? Well, because this is why. Watch this. This is important. One catastrophe supersedes another. One catastrophe supersedes another. Right? So inflation is still where it's at, but watch this. Mm, this is good. This is good. This is good. Watch this. Because so many small banks were affected. Listen to this. Write this down. Because so many small banks were affected. If the Fed raises rates now on the 22nd, the small banks now cannot handle that type of pressure. 
because small banks borrow money from big banks and what's called the overnight lending rate. Oh, man, this is good. Oh, man, this is good. 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 Small banks lend money from big banks in what is called the overnight banking, right? Which is where the Fed fund rate's coming at. But watch this. Watch this. If they raise hikes right now, well, next week, if they raise hikes, that will put too much pressure under on the small bank. Now, they may raise the rate a quarter percent. That's okay. But the half a percent is what puts them under so much pressure. Because Silicon Valley Bank, and then we'll get into that bank tonight, because of what Silicon Valley Bank represented, and because so many little bitty banks, so let's think about it like this. Let's think about it like this. SVB, right? So let's think about it like this. But now you got other banks that's attached to it. So they may get money. They may have a little attachment. They may have a little attachment. They may have a little something. They may have a little something. They may have a little something. They may, all of these small businesses right here and little banks may be getting money from him. Right? Because every bank is like that. Right? Every bank is like this. Every bank is like this. But what happens is when they go under, when they go under, you now poison all of them. You put all of them at risk. You put all of them at risk. And so now what happens is people who got money here, watch this. People who got money here, here, here. So now here, these represent banks. But guess what? In the banks, you got what? Other small businesses, people, 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 other small businesses and people. Watch this. Now everybody wants to get their money out. But guess what? Because they don't got it, now they don't got it. And if they don't got it, now they won't get the little money they do got. Now that's a ripple effect. That's a ripple effect. That's a ripple effect. That ripple effect shuts the economy down. Because the small banks become the backbone of the economy the same way like small businesses are the backbone of the economy. Small businesses and small banks make up more than half of the money circulated in an economy. So watch this. When the Fed and the FDIC say, we're going to save y'all, they say, oh, okay, bet. We good then. So now nobody has to rush. So now everybody going to get their money. But watch this. 
You shut down now. There's no more you. There's no more you. There's no SVB no more. There's no more SVB. Now, we're going to talk about why they got shut down. We're going to talk about them, but there's no more you. So now all of you all got to go somewhere else. I'm going to say something here. I'm going to say something here. Jose, this is a mark my word. This is a mark my word. I seriously think that J.P. Morgan Chase, next when we look at the next quarter, their deposits and their new accounts will go through the roof. Their deposits, because of this action, because of what's going on, people run for safety. So when people take, nobody at J.P. Morgan Chase went to the bank to get their money out of the bank. Nobody. If you was at J.P. Morgan Chase, I, bet, I was like, bro, we good. They got 3.2 trillion in assets over there. They got me. Right? But if you're in a little bank, if you're in a, you like, bro, I need my money. Tonight, learning lingo is called bank run. We're going to talk about that. But because of that, we're going to see people say, you know what? I'm going to go and just put my money in J.P. Morgan Chase. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I don't want you to do this because I said it, but I already own it. Y'all know I own it. I own J.P. Morgan Chase. I can guarantee you, and I'm going to show you what to look at when you look for a bank. When you look in the investing banks, I'm going to show you what to look for tonight because of this situation. <laughs> Cuz pull out his phone like I'm about to buy some chase now. <laughs> I can guarantee you that J.P. Morgan Chase's their bank, their deposits, and their new call, their new uh, clients, what is it called? Damn, I said it earlier. New deposits, and new accounts is going to go up because people won't go for safety. People going to want to go for safety. So watch this. Because these banks now found security. So Trap, you still ain't explaining to me why that made the market go up along with CP, uh, CPI data. Well, the reason why that, the reason why that happened was because of this. This now puts the federal reserve in a predicament. It's almost going to make him look barbaric if he raised rates at 50%. It's almost going to make him look. Now, I'm not saying he ain't because Jerome Powell, he's been, he been standing in it in these last couple meetings. He's been like, bro, I don't care what y'all talking about. This is what I got going on. But what I will say is this. Raising it 25% keeps us on pace. The market can deal with 25, I mean, uh, not to, a quarter percent. The market can deal with a quarter percent. A half a percent puts more pressure on these. Because watch this. J.P. Morgan still don't want to give them any loans to, to they're going to say, we don't, we don't, 
We only have a certain amount of small banks we're going to give money to. We only have a certain amount of small businesses we're going to give money to. We only have a certain amount of small loans we're going to give money to. Go to your small banks. The small banks under pressure. And if there's no, watch this, if there's no confidence in the small bank, the U.S. economy is set for a total collapse. I just flamed y'all ass. Welcome to Chapman Tuesdays, man. If you're new here, welcome. <laughs> hey, man, again, I want to shout out my team. Shout out Dave. Shout out Jose. Shout out uh, Gindy. Shout out B. Shout out George. Shout out Tootie. Man, y'all handle that like champs, man. Y'all handle that. In the chat, man, I want y'all to tell the team they handle that like champs, man. I want y'all, I want y'all to say they handle that like champs, man. I, I definitely want y'all to. I definitely want y'all to get to that. All right, cool, man. We just on word on the street. God damn. Shit. Damn it. We're going to have a long night, man. I, so right now we're looking at um, a heat map. Microsoft up. So we, this showed us today what everything looked like. As you can see, man, look. Tesla, 5%. Amazon, 2%. Google, 2%. Meta, my baby. Microsoft 2%, Apple 2%, Visa, Microsoft. I'm going to say this too, man, and, and I keep slipping. I be, I've been wanting to buy American Express so bad, man. To everybody that's in the Triple Beam, everybody that's in the Patreon, shout out to, to my Patreon members, shout out to the Travels Anonymous members, shout out to the Triple Beam team, shout out to the Lottery Pick. We got some of y'all questions. I'm going to get another day and answer some of the questions too, but y'all know we do four of y'all a day. I've been wanting to buy American Express, man, and I just keep not doing it. I got to sit down and do the homework on it again. But I like American Express. And the financials, I love. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go on record and say this. I like American Express this year. I'm going to go on record as saying that Trap likes American Express, man. And I don't know why I keep BSing. This is a great business. It's, it's, it's the smallest one. It, American Express, so American Express is the smallest, is the smaller one out of Visa and MasterCard. Let me, blah, don't come out. Ah. American Express is the smaller business out of Visa and MasterCard, but yet it's the most potent. Now, Visa 100% has the biggest network, but American Express's network is so potent. Why? Because no other company gives away benefits to its users like American Express. They have a small network, but it's a potent network. Also, American Express is an amazing company because they allow, they're the only company that actually charges the merchant to use the card. Now, if you look at another card, Visa doesn't do it, MasterCard doesn't do it. It's the reason why more merchants don't use American Express because they gotta also pay to use it. But, American Express has the best benefits for their peers. They have a great balance sheet. They have a great CEO. They have a great management team. The actual balance sheet, the company has a strong moat based off points and the packaging they have. So you could go from the personal gold to the platinum, to the business platinum, to the, to the black card. All of that's American Express. 100%, it has a network effect moat which means the, the people that use it makes it great. 
but also the balance sheet and the perks. American Express is a great company, and it is outperforming Visa and MasterCard. I like American Express. I just smoked y'all ass. American Express, Jose, we got to contact American Express because they need to be paying me for this. They, don't, they, they not only need to be paying me for a sponsored ad, they need to be paying me because I'm breaking down a company. And I'm also encouraging people to buy the American Express stock. They need to be paying me. God damn it. All right. Uh, Dave, let's go a little further. All right, man. So today we weren't in extreme. So the fee and greed index measures. One day I'm going to break down the seven things that consist of the fee and greed index. But today the fee and greed index was at about 26. So we needed to, when it's over 50, we get into that greed. So this tells us something. And I want y'all to show you, I want to show y'all something when I look at this. This also tells us how close, how far we are not out of like, Agreed situation, right? We we still are not far, you know, out of the terror dome, right? Even with a great rally today, the fear and greed index still is at twenty six. You know what I'm saying? Even even with a great rally today, we still was at twenty six. It's the fear and greed index. Let's go a little further. But let's stop right there, Dave. Before we get further, let's get to the recession portfolio right here, Dave. Before we get into the mix, so. Every week we show you all the recession portfolio. Um, and my goal with this is to just be transparent. Y'all know when I make a loss, I tell y'all it's a loss. When I have some gains, I tell y'all it's a gains. Y'all know last year we did what? We beat the portfolio. We beat the market by 17%. If I'm lying, tell me I'm lying. If I ain't lying, say I'm the truth. Right? Y'all know last year we beat the market by 17%. And I did that, and the reason why we started the recession portfolio was because during this market, I wanted people to see that you could beat the market. I wanted people to see that it is possible for a retail investor, an everyday investor, to beat the market. And I wanted to show y'all that if it's possible for me to do it, it's possible for you to do it. I wanted y'all to see that if Trap could beat the market, if Trap come here every week and give us two hours, sometimes three hours, if I just pay attention to what he doing, if I just pay attention to the way he break down the information, if I just take notes, then I may not beat the market now, but I'm on pace. You know what the lady said, Jesus? If I could just touch the him, if I could just touch the, if I could just be in the vicinity, that's what people miss. People miss just being in a vicinity. Because what they don't think about is this. And I'm not saying I'm Jesus. I'm not saying I'm Jesus at all. What I'm saying is the people looked at the lady like she was crazy when she crawled to grab the him. And Jesus said, who touched me? Peter and them said, man, you tripping, man. They got a whole bunch of people. He said, nah, nah. It was a certain kind of touch. Basically, what she was saying when she said, I just won't touch the him, she was basically saying, I just need to be in the vicinity. I just need to be close enough so that being around him, I can be influenced by what he can do. 
That's all. So again, I'm not no way, shape, form, or fashion saying I'm Jesus Christ or nothing like that. What I am saying is sometimes just being in the vicinity, soaking up the information is the game changer. If I'm going to be here every week, I'm not charging y'all. Come here for free. All I tell you, let my ass play when y'all see him. Yeah. <laughs> but what happens is once you get acclimated to the information, y'all, once you sit here taking notes and you getting acclimated to the information, guess what happens? You start being able to recognize what's going on in the market. You start, you start realizing, yo, I see this before. I saw this happen before. I know it, I can, it ain't that I'm smarter than y'all. I promise you, I ain't. Y'all, y'all way smarter than me. But I've just researched on these things and then I've been in the game. Once you in the game, you start looking at it different, man. All right, so let's get into the recession portfolio, Jose. I mean, uh, Dev. All right, so I'm going to be real with y'all. The reason why I can't give y'all these three plays this week, I got to wait one more week, is because I always give Trap Masters of the Triple Beam the plays. And I told him, by law, I'm going to get him the plays, and in three weeks, y'all get the plays. So y'all will get the play after I've been in it for three weeks. I made, a, I made a promise to Masters of the Triple Beam in a Patreon group. And the Triple Beam team, I said, listen, I'll put the plays in and I'll give it to y'all three weeks before. So these plays were actually really good. So we can see today we made $8,000. I'm going to say this, right? I'm going to say this. I don't mind showing y'all. Yo, these plays were doing so good Thursday and Friday. But bruh, Friday evening, bruh, them things. Listen, I went to the breakfast club. I'm style like, yo, I'm Gucci, yo. I'm dick, 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 dick. Bruh, that thing ate 18 grand out of me, you hear me? But I never panic because one, you'll see it like I give myself time and this is part of the game, man. Right, but we'll see it. So these are option plays. As you can see, we made 1500 on this one. We made 5000 on this one. We made 1300 on this one. I'm more than sure we'll get that back. We made eight grand today, but we got to get out of the negative. So we still down 10K, but if you're in master the triple beam, you know that today you felt good. You know what I'm saying? We was doing good. I'm not going to lie. We was, our players was running. It was printing. Beep, beep. There was... And then, and then, and then. Come on, I'm broke, baby. I ain't got no money. Boom. I see you shining. And, and then. Good with money. Hey. Even Ray Charles can see you. And they would, I see, look. I looked at the thing, I said, oh, man, God damn. Like, when I saw the market falling, I said, I ain't about to look at it. I know what it is. But here's what I did like. When I looked at them, I saw they wasn't down that bad. I said, oh, this ain't that bad. Still wasn't 20% or nothing like that. So we'll get that back. I don't have a problem with it, especially with the dates we got on them. This market going to go like this, but I'm, I'm, I feel good that, like, honestly, them two, like, they went crazy. This one, it shot up and then it scaled back down. This one actually gave me 5K today, and then at the end of the day, it went down. So them two, you know, I ain't mad. They're doing real good. 
We'll get that back. I'm not, I don't have a problem with that at all. I'm good. Let's go further, Dave. All right. And so here's the three plays that I made in my, in my portfolio in the recession. So that's the buy and hold. Uh, so as you can see, this one up. This one is down $66, but it's up. And then this one is down $1,000, $1,700, but we got 13 of it today. I feel good about them. As y'all can see, the market is up. The S&P is up 2.5%, almost 3%. We up, we up 5%, so we still beating the S&P. Uh, if you're in the Triple Beam team and Master the Triple Beam, I gave y'all the three picks that I'm going with. So y'all should be sitting really good. Actually, this one, I probably got it an hour or two before y'all, so y'all should be good on this one. Y'all should be up on this one. We should be up $530 on this one. And this one, you might be down, but it's going to come back. They're good companies. They're solid companies. They got one more I'm going to add to that. I got y'all. But as you can tell, we up on the S&P to date 5.34%. So we still beating the S&P 500. This is E-Trade. Um, and today we made one point some percent, made $5,000 today. Let's go a little further today, one more. And I like to show y'all today we made $13,000. Uh, look like we may have a small, the futures down. This was at 630. So the futures down 10%, 10%, I mean, 0.10%, 0.10%, 0 0.16%. I'm kind of not tripping off that. Uh, this way the S&P ended at, the NASDAQ, everything ended. So we'd be all right. Let's go a little further, Dave. And I like to show y'all in my options account. That's the one I showed y'all year to date. So from January to now, we up $113,672. So I like to just be, I like to be fully transparent with everybody when they're looking at me. Um, you know, I like to show y'all, man. I don't have a problem with, I think we're in a world now where people like to say what they're doing but they don't show you all the behind the scenes. So you'll see somebody say they made $10,000, but they're not going to show you they lost $15,000, so they ain't really made $10,000, right? So for me, again, I like to show y'all. So the year-to-date gains, this is the option portfolio. Remember the one we made $8,000 a day? You saw a total gain, we down $10,000. I know we're going to get that back. I promise y'all. Um... For my people, don't panic. I know y'all was like, man, Trav don't know what he's doing. We was all right. We was doing pretty good. And then, you know, some it's called a black swan event, man. Sometimes you just, the market does what the market does. Yes, I did sell ExxonMobil. I got out of ExxonMobil. I saw somebody ask. Again, I told y'all that the market was not rewarding energy. I told y'all the market was not rewarding energy. So we sold our other two stocks. What I did was I took and sold the ExxonMobil stock and moved that. Remember, you. I don't like to, I always tell y'all this. Don't sell a position without having somewhere else to go with it. You feel me? For me, I was up th maybe $3,000 left on ExxonMobil. I was up altogether $8,000. Remember, I was up $8,000. Well, $6,000. It got down to about $3,500. I said, okay, I see, remember, I sold TPL and I sold XLE options. So I already cashed out. I said, yo, let me move over from here. Let me put this here. And so that was one of the other plays I got. So 
I always like to do that. And I tell y'all that. Like, when I make a move, I like to make moves off profits. I like to move profits to positions. Man, that's good, Jose. That's a clip. That's a clip. Now I'm about to talk to make it a clip. 90 seconds, right? So I like to move profits to positions. So if I'm about to take one stock before I sell it, I'm going to always ask myself, where can I put the profits from this stock? My goal is to always, not to just move the stock, just to put it in my account, right? It ain't serve, it's serving, but it ain't serving my clip no purpose. What I want to do is move profits to positions. I want to take profits from a, a one position and move it to initiate and start another position. Why? Because the market made that position for me. Everybody in the chat say profits to positions. So if I can take a profit in Exxon Mobil $3,500, now the $3,500 plus whatever I had in that position as my principal, I take that whole position and move it into another position. Now when that position turns green, essentially the market has bought that position for me. I just smoked all that. Profits to positions. You late, Jose. You late. I got that. That's a clip. Profit to positions. <laughs> All right, let's go a little further. All right, y'all, so now let's get to trapping, man. I want y'all to get y'all pinning y'all pads out because we're really going to talk right now. All right, so first and foremost, man, we got a hot labor market, man, a bloody stock market, right? Hot labor market, bloody stock market. We added 317,000 jobs. That's 100,000 100, more jobs than expected. The unemployment is at 3.6%. The Fed needs the unemployment to go to full, but I told you I'll be knowing the information before I even put it on the screen. The screen is just for y'all, I promise. We talked about this. 1.2 million people need to lose their jobs. Let's go a little further. We talked about this earlier, right? Um, the more people that's out of work, the more people that's out of work, the more business will cut prices. The more business cut prices, the more the market gets price stability. The more the market has price stability, the more we can lower inflation. But this wouldn't be a thing if they didn't put eight point something trillion dollars into the market. You feel me? If you don't pump eight trillion dollars in the market, but watch this, they pump eight trillion dollars in the market, over the last three years, the wealthy have increased their wealth by five trillion dollars. You tell me if this wasn't premeditated or not. You tell me if this wasn't premeditated or not. I want you to do something for me right quick. I want you to put the board up for me right quick. I'm not going to stay on the board long. I need you to put the board up for me. I need you to understand that we must recognize patterns. We must recognize patterns. We must recognize events. And we must recognize mistakes. All of those things improve us as investors. Remember, write that down. We must recognize patterns. We must recognize events. And we must recognize our mistakes. Why? Patterns because they'll repeat themselves. Events because the market responds a certain way to events and the mistakes we made so we don't make them twice. If we recognize the pattern, we recognize the event, and we recognize the mistake, that now empowers us to be a better investor. The better we become at recognizing these things is like a quarterback. If the quarterback can get to the line of scrimmage and see the blitz, lady, the quarterback throws the football, he don't play golf. The quarterback throws the football, the quarterback don't play baseball. The quarterback... <laughs> Live like, Trap, don't play with me. Right? Right? I want y'all to understand that. So, if the quarterback understands when he gets to the line and he see the blitz, he can recognize it. If the quarter rec quarterback recognizes the blitz, 
He can make the adjustment or he knows what the quick read is. He knows what's going to be open. That's what I need you to do. When you see the market doing the pattern you saw already, oh, that's a cover two. Oh, I see that. Oh, that's a linebacker blitz. Bet. I, I see that. Oh, last time they ran this play, watch this. Last time they ran this play, it sacked me. They sacked me. Last time they ran this play, I threw it in a sep. Last time they ran this play, I fumbled the ball. So when I see the play again, I can, oh, bet. Omaha, Omaha. I can make the adjustment. Oh, I see the play. Oh, economic event, I see the play. Recession, I see the play. Pandemic, I see the play. BP oil spill, I see the play. If we can recognize the pattern and if we can recognize the events, we won't make the same mistake twice. And that's how we turn positions into profit. Ah, I just smoked your ass again. I just smoked your ass again. Ah. I, I want to just write something down for y'all. I just want to write something down for y'all. I ain't even going to stay here long. I want to just write something down for y'all. Watch this. Chaos breeds opportunity. Write that down. Chaos breeds opportunity. Chaos breeds opportunity. Chaos breeds opportunity. Chaos breeds opportunity. Write that down. Watch this. Recession equals opportunity. Pandemic equals opportunity. Economic crisis equals opportunity. Y'all gonna be mad when I say this. Nine eleven equals Opportunity. BP all spill equal opportunity. Financial crisis of 08. Opportunity. Y'all see a theme here? Y'all see a theme here? You see a theme here? So when the market is running up, we already late. When the market in the bull market already, we already late. 
Now, I'm not saying we can't make money when the market in the bull market, but the best time is to be in front of the bull market. The best time to be in front of the bull is when it's a bear. What happens is we don't got the wherewithal. Nobody never taught us how to navigate during the bear so we can't take full advantage of the bull. Because you ain't learned how to take advantage of the bear. So when you see bear, you panic. When you see bull, you think it's a good time. But what happens is in the bull, in the bear, they're already 10 steps ahead of you in the bull. I talked to y'all about a double dip recession last week. I talked to y'all about that. Right here, watch this. I'm going to go sit down after this. That's the economy doing good. Bull. This one we want to invest. That's what we want to invest. We want to invest here. Now don't get me wrong. You can make money here. You can make money here. This is what we get scared at. This is what we get scared at. And then here we keep saying, I'm going to wait till it go lower. But watch this. It never does this. It never does this. It does this. In essence, it does this, but it does this. We don't got to time this, but we don't got to fear this either. We don't got to time it, but we don't got to fear it. We don't got to try to time it, but we don't got to fear it either. But watch this. By the time we get here, it's too late. By the time we get here, it's too late. Now, I'm not saying that's not an opportunity for you to invest, but yo, why you missed all this?
We missed the birth of the bull because we were scared here. We missed the birth of the bull because we were scared here. So it didn't run straight up. It didn't run straight up. And watch this. This may take 1.5 to 2 years to happen. This may take 1.5 to 2 years to happen, but watch this. Watch this. You too busy trying to get it right here. This is about to be close what I'm about to tell y'all. This is about to be the price of admission what I'm about to tell you right here. This is about to be the price of admission. What I'm about to say right here about to make the whole night worth being here. And I know I done spit some game, but what I'm about to tell you right now, I'm about to make the whole night being here. I don't need you to be right right here. I just need you in position. I don't need you to be right. I don't need you to be right right here. I don't need you to be right right here. I don't need you to be right. So many people won't show you they're right right here. I ain't start showing people the recession portfolio to the recession. I ain't start showing people my portfolio real into the recession. Why? Because as a teacher, as somebody that loves to educate people, I wanted to make myself the authority. I wanted to say, yo, I'm about to show my people, yo, they can really beat it in the bear market. You can still beat the market because there's always an opportunity. But I don't need you to be right here. I don't need you to, I don't need you to be right. The stock going through what it gotta go through. It's going through an ugly cycle right here. It's going through a real ugly cycle right there. I don't need you to be right. I just need you to be in position. I just need you to be loading your clip up. It's in this moment in these two years. I need you to be sacrificing every dollar you can sacrifice. I need you to be saying, trap, I'm not about to be going out right now. I'm not about to be doing a vacation right now. I'm not about to be buying all of designer right now. I'm not about to be buying the bags right now. Yo, I'm not about to pay $2,000 for the weave right now. Yo, I'm going to go every, I need you to make every dollar you can make work for you because a dollar that's not moving is a dollar that's losing. But one to two years of sacrifice give you a lifetime of freedom. It give you a life that most people can't have. I don't need you to be right during the recession. I need you to be in position. The problem is in the recession, we out of position. We scared to be in position, so we out of position. And because we out of position, we can't make no money. Because we out of position, we watch them make $10 trillion and then we keep saying it's the government fault. No. We can't stop them from doing, they gonna do what they won't do regardless. We just gotta learn to play the game. I told you, we applaud the game because I'm gonna be real with you, yo. There's no place other than America where there's no cap on how much money you can make. Now I ain't saying like America is a crazy place. I ain't one, I ain't one to say I'm 
for it and none of that. But what I am saying is this, there's no place other than America where there's no cap on how much money you can make. The problem, you can't make the money, you got a lust for things. You committing financial infidelity. You can't stop buying the things. You can't stop taking trips for two years. You can't stop going to the club. You like standing on sofas. You like smoking hookah too much. You like showing me you had rude Chris eating. You got a lust for things so you committing financial infidelity the whole while these people making their money fertile. The whole, mile, the whole while they done pumped $8 trillion in the economy. The wealthy people of America from 2020 to 2023 that increased their wealth by $5 trillion. Somebody playing with a faulty playbook and somebody playing with a cheat code. I'm just trying to figure out which one you is. I ain't got all the codes, but I do got left, right, left, right, A, B, star, select. I don't got all the codes. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know it all. I'm still learning. But I got a couple of them. B, A, B, A, star, select, right button. I got a couple of them. The, the cool part is I don't got to have all of them. I just need a couple of them. Why? Because once I know a couple of them, guess what? Somebody that say, yo, I saw how you did that. Let me put you on game. Now you're talking about a value exchange in relationship because one person with a cheat code don't mind showing you a cheat code because we can swap cheat codes. And that's how we get ahead. Wealthy people tell wealthy people the cheat codes that they have to the game. If you got a cheat code and I got a cheat code, now we got two cheat codes. If I got a cheat code, Jose got a cheat code, we get together, we got two cheat codes. Guess what? We're going to meet somebody else. We're going to meet somebody because Jose going to show me his partner. And I'm going to show him my partner. And now we got four cheat codes. Now we got a playbook. Now we can run the play. Now we like put me in a game, coach. But we on the sideline. Because you can't never get in position. You can't get in position because you're scared to play the game. You're scared to play the game because you keep thinking you're going to lose. I go in a game like, bro, I don't care if I lose or win. This is just my first, second, third, fourth year in the game. I got a lifetime to play the game. I got more quarters. I got more quarters. This ain't my last quarter. And if I run out of quarters, I know how to go get another quarter. You ain't you. Come on. I want you to think about something before I get up. I want you to think about something. How many times you been on your ass, but you figured out how to go get some money? How many times you been on your ass, but you figured out how to go get some money? You know how to go get some money for everything but to build wealth. I need you to learn how to go get some money to build some wealth. And stop worrying about your friend telling you a thousand ain't enough, two thousand ain't enough. Man, that ain't the type of friends you need anyway. Because them the same friends that's going to tell you that a thousand ain't enough, that two thousand enough, but they want you to go on a trip to Tulum and share a room together. They want you to go spend your money to stand on a sofa. They want you to go to a Beyonce concert. And I ain't got nothing against B, but I'm grinding right now. B, you already a billionaire. Stream it online for me. I'm just saying, you got to be willing to miss out on some things 
so you can have the things that some people ain't gonna never get. I just flamed the air. All right, man, let's go a little further. <sighs> How y'all feeling tonight, man? Y'all all right? Man, shit, I got to speed up, man. All right. This is the report that moved the market, man. Inflation is at 6%. We have to do is get the 2%. We talked about that, right? 12-month percentage gauge, the consumer price index came out today. That's really what moved the market. That's really what moved the market. Consumer price indexes will really move the market, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's go a little further. Here we go, man. Everything under 12 months. Look, food, look, all items together up 6%. Food up 9%. Food and home up 9.5%. Cereal products up 10%. Fish eggs up 14%. Dairy products up 6%. Fruit and vegetables up 12%. 5%. Alcohol up 12%. Home and foods up 12%. Snacks up 8%. Energy down up 5%. Energy down 1%. Fuel up 9%. Gas minus 2%. Electricity. So we see everything going up. Well, majority of everything. That's what the Fed wants to see. But it's right on target. All right, let's go. And here we go. We look at it. All items up. And then food and energy is coming down. So we see that at 6%. Everything come down from... Look at that, man. From 2002 to 2003, we see it. Look, yo, I want you to understand that at a point in 2002, we had all items up at 8%. At some point in 2002, we was at 8%, fam. At some point in 2022, I'm sorry. Thank you, G. At some point in 2022, we was above 8%. We at 5.5% now. Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, go a little further. All right, here goes the big collapse, man. So we're just talking about different banks, man. First Bank Republic down uh, six, minus 62%. Alliance down 47%. Um, bank Corp down 21%. You know, here's the banks that really, the small banks. The small banks really took a bang of the day. Uh, let's go a little further. And these are stocks that actually halted. First Republic, Zion, Regions. Charles Schwab actually came on TV today and they said some good stuff that I like. Uh, also this week, I think I just got a letter from Charles Schwab saying this week that, I think next week, that um, the trade going to be official going into TD Ameritrade. So the TD Ameritrade Charles Schwab collab is going to be official. We're moving over to Charles Schwab. All right, let's go a little further. Um, here's what I want y'all to understand, right? So the Fed came out and said some things that, so they're addressing the liquidity issues, right? There's this new bank funding program. So loans up to one year in length that they're saving. Eligible institutions, banks, savings, associations, and credit unions. So these are your smaller banks. Um, they can Pledge collateral including U.S. treasuries, agency debt, mortgage-backed securities. Like these are the things they're saying, yo, these are the things that you can say that we are funding and we are putting money back into it. Let's go a little further. 
So we talk about the SVB fallout. So I want to talk to y'all about this because I think a lot of people don't really understand what happened with this. So I want, I want to talk about some. I had some notes that I wrote down for y'all that I really want y'all to look at, right? So with SVB, what made them such a big bank was they're in Silicon Valley. So 88% of the money, okay, let me, let me break this down. Here's what, here's what wrong, here's what went wrong. Here's what went wrong. Jose, we just broke a record tonight, bro. Man, we got 2,500 people in the chat, man. We got 2,500 people in the chat, man. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. Let me know if y'all enjoying yourself. Let me know if y'all enjoying yourself. I know, damn, I went kind of long tonight. God damn. I apologize, y'all. It's just, I get like that sometimes, man. I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell y'all. It happens. Shit. I don't know. All right. <laughs> what up, fam? All right. So let's talk about it, right? So here's some of the things that happened with SVB, right? So the name of the bank is Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank. If you think just from there, Silicon Valley means what? The bank is in Silicon Valley. So where's Silicon Valley? Silicon Valley is in California. That is a bank that is where? It's in the tech area of the world. So who do you think? Thank you for the super chat family. I appreciate you. With a bank like Silicon Valley, I'm going to show y'all smarter than y'all think y'all are. Who do you think Silicon Valley's premium, premier customer is? A premium consumer is startup companies. So one of the things that Silicon Valley, one of the mistakes they made was a lot of their money was on loans or yields, treasuries, 10-year treasuries. But the treasuries weren't government treasuries. They were corporate treasuries. And they also were on companies. Thank you, Queen, for the super chat. They were also on startup companies. Okay, Trap, why is that a thing? Okay, so a startup company may have 10, anywhere between 8 to $10 million in cash. This is good. This is good. Watch this. See, because people ain't give y'all this. This is the part people didn't give y'all. They're giving y'all surface level. I like to give y'all in the depth. Thank you, family, for the super chat. Right? So here's what happened with Silicon Valley. This is good. So majority of their clients are startup companies, right? Silicon Valley's pride and joy is they are the meat and potatoes to startup companies. So J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, they aren't the meat and potatoes to startup companies. They like more established companies. You feel me? What Silicon Valley Bank was, they love to invest and lend to startup companies. So how does that work? Well, a startup company may have five to $10 million in cash, but they also may have another three to $5 million that they've loaned, right? So think about it like this. You got, let's say you got $100,000 in the bank, but you took a loan out on your house for $200,000, $300,000, right? So you can pay the loan to the bank, but you know you still got $100,000 cash sitting in your account. So you ain't too 
messed up about that because you know you still got 100K in cash, but you got the loan on the bank, on the house. So that's essentially what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. So they're investing in the, all these startups. Remember, 88% of their clients are startup companies that aren't profitable yet. So they got loan bonds out on these companies, right? So Silicon Valley Bank, boom. And I keep repeating it because I want you to get it in your head. So now what happens is this. Watch how the fall happened. Oh, man, this is beautiful thing. See, nobody ain't telling y'all this. This is what they don't be telling y'all. They be telling y'all the stuff that they read on the news, but they ain't going in depth so you can understand what's going on. All right. So this is how it happens. When Jerome Powell says increasing, first of all, you had a 13-year process where interest rates were 0% to 1% to 2%. So that means is what? Cheap to borrow money. I want y'all to walk with me on this. I'm not about to get on whiteboard for this. Because I stay over there too long. And Tootie tripping. Even though it's my damn show. <laughs> so this is how this happened. Thank you for the super check, Mark Isaac. So from 2009, roughly to 2022, you had interest rates at 0%. Watch this. From 22... Late 22 to 23, you go from 0% to 5. Immediately, that's a monkey wrench in the game. And it happens so fast, now you don't realize how over leveraged you are. See, it's okay to be over leveraged. Well, it's not, it's never okay, but it doesn't pose as much as a threat for you to be over leveraged in an economy where you're paying 0%. But in, in an economic environment where you're five, where the, now the interest rate is 5%, you can't afford to have 88% of your clients not making money. That now becomes the issue and it happens so fast, now you don't know how to adjust. And it's almost too late to adjust. So now when you see somebody say, yo, we got to raise it up again at 50%, here's where, the, here's where the issue comes in at. Here's where the issue comes in at. Now you have venture capitalists, VCs. Watch this. They pulled off an old Judas the Jesus move. They pulled off a Judas the Jesus move. Remember, the venture capitalists, their job is to make money. So here's what they went did. Hey, bruh. They did a Martha Stewart. Hey, go on and get your money up out of that family. What? Yeah, man, people at SVB, man. They got that whoop de whoop, blase, blase. They, they got, hey, they got a whole lot of loans out. That interest rate about to hit 6%. They can't pay that, fam. What you mean they can't pay that? Man, don't say you heard it from me, bro. They, they can't pay that. Go get your money up out of there. So get what he do. Hey, <laughs> Jose, go on and get your money up out of there, partner. From where? Man, your boy now. There ain't no more good. That thing about to collapse. Now, the crazy part is they had the assets and the cash. 
but they were over leveraged on the loan, on the bond, on the the, the the treasury bills. So now, watch this. Jose went and told his partner, "Hey, check it out. Huh? You ain't heard this from me, but old boy, now man, they in trouble. That, now you know every time somebody tell a story, it get worse as you go." So not everybody go to the bank like, hey, partner, let me go and get that bread out here. What you mean get the bread? You mean, you, I ain't tripping. Just let me get them. Let me get that two million out there. So when they get the first two million away, guess what happened? Now you look. Everybody at the door like, let me get that money. That causes a panic attack. That causes the panic attack. Late Thursday evening, by Friday morning, watch this. By Friday morning, they had done lost more than half of their deposits. So guess what happens now? When word on the street go, hey, everybody going to get their money out there, guess what happened? Now, because you lose the deposits, guess what happened? People start selling stock. CEO sold 3.5 million worth of stock. Another CEO sold 800,000 worth of stock. Another CEO sold 750,000 hours worth of stock. Guess what happened? Stock price started plumbing in. Now everybody taking their money out and people selling the stock. This is a perfect storm. And from there, you get a crisis. I just flamed your ass. Now you go online somewhere and try to find on somebody's podcast or even CNBC, you go try to find somebody who broke that down to you like I broke that down to you and holler at me when you find them. You hear me? If you like chatting too, let me see you tip it in the chat, man. Let's get the likes up, man. Can we get 2,000 likes tonight? Can we get 2,000 likes tonight? Can we get 2,000 likes tonight? All right, so without even me going through all that, so here's the companies that were tied to SVB. Circle, $3.3 billion. Ruku, they had exposure to a $487 million. Block, $275. Roblox, $150 million. Uh, 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 Lending Club, a $21 billion. The list goes on. All of these companies now got exposure to SVB. One more time, one more time, one more time. <laughs> that boy is good. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And this is why you kind of trapping Tuesday, y'all. This is why you kind of trapping Tuesday. Not only am I going to explain the game to him and show you how to play the game. All right, let's go a little further because we got a long way to go tonight. We're going to get through it. All right, man. So right here, SVB is the 16th largest bank in Silicon Valley. Look, the people had $209 billion in assets. They had the money. They had the assets and they had the cash, but all it takes is one person to, to rat you out. All it takes is one person. The people had 16 billion, 209 billion. They're the 16th largest bank, yo. Listen, they're the 16th largest bank. They got the, they had the cash. Even, but what happens is because you over leveraged and because you over leveraged, and George Kane told me, trap, 
You ain't heard this from me. But I'm about to get my money up out of there. It's cool if George get his money out. It's cool if I get my money out. But if 300 people go empty their account, now we, got, now we got a problem. And that's what happened. The venture capitalists told their people, yo, we got to get our money up out of there. And once everybody got their money out, and then once the CEO started sharing shares, it just became a domino effect. And everybody started, now you can't handle it. It's called a bank run. We're talking, that's the lingo for the day. Once the bank run happens, same thing happened in 1929. And this is why I want you to understand something. This is why the safest place in America to have your money is in a bank is not real. Because the banks don't operate without your money. They make you feel like they, they don't play the old, what they call that, Jedi mind trick on you, making you feel like they the asset and you the commodity when really and truly you the asset and they need you. But they don't make you think like that. That's why in the beginning we talked about what? Who the hell told us about the bank being a safe place to have our money? Go to the bank right now and go try to get all, try to get half of your money out the bank and watch what happened. Go, go watch what happened. Why would they tell you? Why would they tell you? That's the difference. They had the assets, right? They, they had the assets. They didn't have the cash. That's what made it bad. You got the assets. Again, $209 billion in assets. They ain't had the cash. They were over, and then this is another thing that hurt them. Zay, watch this, Zay. I see my dog Zay in the chat. This is another thing that hurt them. They ain't had no interest on the bonds. So even the bonds that they had out, they ain't had no interest on them. So they ain't had no money coming in from the bond. They had the cash, they had the asset, but they ain't had no money coming in on them. They had no interest bonds. So watch this. For nine months, the bank operated with no risk, risk management officer, meaning for nine months, they operated with nobody that tells them, yo, we over leveraged. For nine months, they operated with nobody telling them, yo, we over leveraged. Watch this. Watch this. It wasn't to the maximum effect, but they was operating out of greed. Because they saw the potential and they didn't pay attention to the data. And that's what happened to a lot of y'all when y'all investing. Y'all pay attention to the potential and not the data. Because you paying attention to the potential, you're going to go invest in this company that got no products, full of debt, no profitability day in sight, but you telling me this is the next Tesla. No profitability in sight, a horrible balance sheet, a horrible cash flow statement, the product ain't even good, but you telling me this is the next Amazon. You fought in love with the possibility and the potential and not the data. And that's why you're making bad investments. That's why you're losing your money. That's why you're investing in stuff like Neo. And then you come to me like, Trap, should I sell Neo? You should have never bought it. You fell in love with the potential and not the data. I'm going to let the data make me make a decision. I'm not letting the TV. I'm not letting CNBC. I'm not letting them pump me up on the, on something then to come to find out the CEO on American Greed now because he done pushed the truck up the hill but you ain't see that part. Truck ain't got no motor in it. People cooking the books. 
Man. It's just flames on there. All right, let's go a little further, man. All right, I won't stop right here for a second and talk about this. So a lot of people don't know about that. Federal Deposit Insurance Commission, FDIC, it covers $250,000 per depositor of the bank. They do cover checking, savings, and money market accounts and um, certification certificates of deposits. Watch this. You can have a checking and a savings. I, I, I learned something today new. That was I learned something new today, too. If you had $250,000 in your checking and $250,000 in your saving, I learned something today. They'll cover both of those. That's two different accounts. And if you got a checking and a saving and you married and y'all got a checking and a savings, that's four accounts. I didn't know that. I just learned that today when they was breaking it down. I ain't know that. I didn't, I'm gonna be real with y'all. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. The lady from the FDIC got on TV today and said that she said they'll cover, but you got to go to the bank and watch this. Watch this. You got to go to the bank and ask them for additional insurance. I didn't know that. I'm going to be real with you. I be learning as I go too sometimes. If you go to the bank and ask them for the additional insurance, now they'll say, yeah, we'll cover the insurance, we'll cover the check-ins and the savings and a money market account. Yep. And if you marry, so in central, one person can have three accounts and all of them can be covered. Now, go to your bank and make sure, but I heard that I was watching it today and the lady, I said, dang, I didn't even know that. So I learned something new today too, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, what I learned is if you have a million dollars in the bank, because all y'all going to be future millionaires. If you have a million dollars in the bank, you are now eligible for another level of protection if the bank has a network. So if the bank has a network, you can ask the, the bank, yo, how can y'all protect my million dollars in y'all network? What they'll then tell you is we have these other banks that you can go to that's in our insurance network and you can now split the million dollars around and we'll cover you inside of our network. I said, oh. So I learned something today. So certain banks have a network, an insurance network, and inside of that insurance network, they'll, they'll help you split your money around those accounts and they'll insure you as one person in those. I said, man, that's cold-blooded. I ain't know that. Let's go a little further, man. I just want to give y'all that game right quick. All right. What they do not cover is stocks, mutual funds, and exchange traded funds. They do not cover crypto, and they do not cover anything in the safe deposit box. So if you into any of that, you're on your own. Let's go a little further. Uh, and we just talked about that. Let's go a little further. We talked about that. All right. Investing is a game of returns. I just wanted to give y'all an idea. So over the last hundred years, the S&P has grew at 10.36% on average over the last hundred years. So on, so I know sometimes you'll hear 8%, sometimes you'll hear 7%, but it depends on the time frame. So over the last 100 years, the S&P has grown at 10%. 2012 to 2021, watch this, the return was 14%. So from 2012 to 2021, your money just in the S&P 500 grew 14%. That blew your savings account out the water. So watch this. 
from 2012 to 2021, how many years that is? 12, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 20. That's nine years. That's right since I count my fingers, y'all. From 2012 to 2021, that's nine years your money grew at 14%. That blew your, watch this. Trap, why do you use, Trap, why do you use the VOO as your savings account? Because if the market is running up, I'm only going to get 0.01% in my account. If the market is going down, I'm only going to get 0.01% in my account. I ain't making that nothing. But, but, if I put my money in the VOO, and I just keep putting my money in the VOO, it's growing at 14% a year. From 2012 to 2021, it grew at, 14%. Watch this. In 2022, I lost even me in my regular account from two. So for me, it wasn't, it was maybe about 2016. So from about 2016 to 2021, my money grew at 8, 14%. In 2022, my money in the S&P 500 lost 13%. Was that an L? If I grew at 14% over the last maybe six years, the one year that it did do a minus 13, was that an L? It ain't nothing but a savings account for me. Trap, why do you use the VOO as your savings account? Because the market going to beat what I'm going to make in my savings account any day of the week and twice on Sunday. And then because I got the, the, the dividends from the VOO reinvested, now what happens is I got enough money in there where every time the company pay me a dividend, I'm buying me another share of VOO. So I'm really tripling my network. God damn, I just slammed your ass again. <laughs> this is why you tune into Trapping Tuesday. All right, let's go to the next slide. Let's go to the next slide, man. Let's go to the next slide, man. All right, so right here, I want to talk to you about the vicious cycle of the recession. This is essentially how it looks, man. Right here, man, this is how a recession looks to you, man. I'm going to just keep it real, right? It's a vicious cycle. When the economy shrinks, right, confidence falls. People and CEOs spend less. People get laid off. This causes bursting bubbles, rising inflation, oil prices, global shocks. This caused stocks to fall, banks lend less money, and it's a cycle. This is how recessions look. This is how recessions look. Right? So we want to look at how recessions look. How do they look? Trap. The first thing happened. The average recession is from one year to 1.5 years to two years. This is the average recession, 18 months. Right? The average recession is 18 months. What happens? Bursting bubbles, rising interest rates, inflation, oil prices, Global shocks like pandemics. These are some of the catalysts to recessions. What I talked to y'all about earlier, doing what? Recognizing what? Patterns, events, and mistakes. Patterns, events, and the mistakes you make. Patterns, because of events. Patterns, confidence fall. People and CEOs spend less money. Layoffs, stock prices fall. Banks lend less money. These are patterns that are caused by these events. Bursting bubbles, rising inflation rates, rising interest rates, inflation, oil prices, global shocks. These events cause these patterns, which equals a recession, which equals one and a half years to two years, which equals a wealth of opportunity. Which means I triple my net worth. 
So when I see these patterns based on an event, I know this is a wealth opportunity. This is a time for me to do what? Triple my network. All I got to do is what? Be in position. This is what we talked about. When I see the, when I see the event, when I recognize the pattern, I don't got to beat the market like trap. I just need to be in position. Because if I'm in position, when the market runs up, I'm in the birth of the bull. I triple my network. I don't got to try to catch it at an all-time high. Trap, you bought your Chipotle at 425. I haven't bought it again. I rode it all the way up to 1900. When it was at 1500, I'm like, I ain't tripping. I rode it to 1900. I don't need to buy it no more. I bought it at 425. I don't need to buy it no more. Let me tell you the mistake you're going to always make when you're riding a bull. You're going to always say, I ain't buy enough. No matter how much you buy, you're going to say, bro, I ain't bought enough. And I'm going to say, you damn right you did. Because when you get it right, when you get it right, you'll be like, damn. It's part of the game. Let's go a little further, man. I just smoked y'all ass. I told y'all tonight was going to be one of them nights, man. Let's go a little further, man. All right, bonds are hitting like... Shout out to my guy, Steve, man. I, I shot Steve this at the last minute. Um, the bonds are hitting like Barry, man. So even though Silicon Valley SVV Bank took a big L, I want y'all to understand something. Apple lost $1.5 billion in bonds because of bad, because the 10-year bond lost. So here's what I want you to understand. Companies use bonds A great company, when you look at a company like Apple, Microsoft, Google, when they say we got hundreds of billion dollars sitting on cash, guess what they say? Guess what they say? The money is in cash, but guess what? The money is in bonds. It's in cashy, cash equivalents. They want to get a return on that money. They got so much money, instead of them sitting it down, guess what my saying is? A dollar that ain't moving is a dollar that's losing. Even the big companies know this. They're not sitting their money in cash in the bank. They're saying, yo, I got 120-something billion dollars. I got 90 billion dollars. I need to go make that money work for me. So they put it in short-term bonds. They put it in long-term bonds. Why? So they can get 2%, 3%, 5%. But guess what? Apple lost 1.5 billion. Microsoft lost 2.5 billion. Google's lost 2.5 billion. Why? Because the money they had sitting in bonds in the 10-year bond, because the two-year bond went up, the 10-year bond made them lose money. I just flamed your ass again. So while everybody's talking about SVB, what they don't know is Apple, Microsoft, and Google also lost money on bonds. But because, watch this, because all of their money isn't in growth, their company, their money isn't in things that's not making money yet. They invest in maturely. But guess what? Even dope part of the game is that $1.5 billion loss, that $2.5 billion loss, that $2 billion loss, they're going to write that shit off. Flames your ass again. Go a little further, man. How y'all feel tonight? Let me know in the chat if y'all feeling real good tonight, man. Let me know if y'all coming back next week. If you're new here, let me know if you're coming back next week. Right? Watch this. $75 billion in bonds sold at an average loss of 6%. 
2022, $75 billion in bonds were sold at an average loss at 6%. Let me know if y'all coming back next week. Let me know if this is the dopest show on the block, man. <laughs> All right, let's go a little further, man. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. All right, we're playing Big Bank, Take Little Bank. So I want to talk about First Republic right quick because this bank was under a lot of pressure. I just want to highlight something. So I went and did a little research. Me, you know, I told y'all this, we're going to stay in a box this week. I went and did a little research. So here's what I looked at when I saw the bank. One, half of the bank's assets are in mortgage-backed securities. That's good. 70% of the clients are people with credit scores of 720 and up. $6 billion in cash on hand. $70 billion they do have finance. $16 billion deposit base means they have $16 billion of people that are depositing money. Watch this, only 4% of their money was in tech stocks. That means this company actually was sitting really pretty. So this company is what we would call, watch this, I'm about to show y'all something right here. This company was a product of a damaged stock, but not a damaged company. This company is a product of a damaged stock, but not a damaged company. They had everything in the right place. The market just did what? They prematurely made a response. So when this stock went down, guess what? It wasn't because the bank was in bad position. SVB was in bad position. This bank wasn't in bad position. This bank was actually in good position. So it was a damaged, comp damaged stock, not a damaged company. Let's go a little further. So I want to show y'all something right quick. This is me teaching, teaching. This is me just being trapped. I want to show y'all something right quick. When you're looking at a bank, when you're looking to invest in a bank, Zay, I know you're in the chat. You're going to love this, Zay. You're going to love this. And all my trap masters, y'all in the chat, y'all going to love this. I know y'all going to want to talk about this a little bit more, right? Watch this. Here are six things you need to look for when you're looking at a bank. Write this down. I'm going to give y'all a little second. Give you 30 seconds. Toot it. Play the beat for 30 seconds for me right quick. 30 seconds. Toot it. Give me a beat. One, two, three. That was six. Come on, Tootie, give me a little, let me let get that pin in that pad. Come on, Tootie, give me 30 seconds. Give me something a little upbeat, Tootie. Give me something a little upbeat. There we go. Let me give him 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Oh, I like this one. Turn it up a little bit more. Yep. Dave, put it on the screen so they can see it. Yep. I want them to, I want them to screenshot it. We'll give y'all 30 seconds. I'll let you screenshot it. I'm going to let y'all screenshot it. 10 more seconds, two days. All right, cut the track, dude. All right, so everybody screenshotted it so far. Listen, here's six things you need to look for. When you're looking at a bank, I see my guy Zay up in the building. Oh, I respect Zay so much because I know he put in the work. Uh, watch this, y'all. One, net interest margins. Net interest margins. Next, two, net interest income. What is net interest income? This is important. So this is the interest that they're paying on loans 
and this is the interest they're paying on to their people, whatever's in the middle, that middle profit is what they take. Net interest income. Next, deposit growth. You want to see the company's deposits growing. Four, available cash or capital. This tells us that there is capital or assets to cover potential losses. Five, loan to asset ratios. You want to make sure that the company has enough assets to cover the loans. You want to make sure that the company has enough assets to cover the loans. And number six, return on assets. You want to make sure that your bank can loan money, can loan assets, and bring that money back to you as a shareholder. I just slammed your ass right now. Somebody online that charged you $19.97 what I just told you. Somebody going to try to have a challenge, a five-day challenge on how to invest in bank stocks. Somebody online right now is going to say, hey, the banks are collabing right now. Come join this five-day challenge so I can teach you how to invest in bank stocks. Listen, don't go join the challenge. I just gave you the game. What they're going to try to do is give you one and two on day one. They're going to try to give you three and four on day two. They're going to try to give you five and six on day three. Day four, they're going to have a family reunion. Day four, they're going to try to upsell you on the mastermind. That's $20,000. And then they're going to say, if you missed it, here's the replay. I'm trying to tell you what they're going to do. I just gave it to you. Now, if you go fall for it, it's on you. I'm not hating on nobody. I want everybody to get their money. If they ain't come to Trapping Tuesday, let them get took like that. If you came to Trapping Tuesday, when you see it, you got to show them this and say, what you going to show me outside of what Trap showed me already? All right. I just slammed your ass again. Let's go. All right. Higher rates are coming for home builders. Buying a house is more mental than it is math. Watch this. Housing affordability is not just about math, it's mental. Last year's fear of buying at the top is moving back to fear of missing out. Let's go a little further. So last year, banks were sowing, I mean, houses were sowing. Look at this. October, November, December, January, February. What happened is now net sales are going up. People are literally buying houses right now. Shout out to my guy, Matt, the mortgage guy. Shout out to my girl, Kiana Watson, shout out to all my people, Jasmine Cox, shout out to all my people that really be selling their real estate, that really want to help people out. Shout out to my people, man. What's happening right now is, watch this, y'all. There's not enough housing inventory right now. I'm keeping it real with y'all. I was looking this, I was like, yo, that's crazy. There's not enough housing inventory right now. So now what's happening is, I'm going to just keep it real with y'all, people are buying houses at extremely high prices. People are buying houses right now at extremely high prices because they don't want to miss out. So go find you somebody. Again, I know Kiana Watson. I know Denise the Broker. Like Matt, the mortgage guy, I know these people, man, and they'll they will help you fight for your house, man. Shout my guy, uh, Julian Gordon. These people that will really help you get your house in order. I right, let's go a little further. Watch this. But y'all know me. I'm gonna talk about real estate. Why? Because I love real estate. I love the stock market. Watch this. Real estate home builders, Lenard. They reported today. Dr. Horton, Toll Brothers. KB Home. Listen, if you're in Atlanta and you got a luxury, you live in one of these high-rises or something, guess what? Toll Brothers probably built that. If you're in Atlanta and you can see a high-rise, Toll Brothers probably built that. 
Lanier and D.R. Harton is out here. Home builder stocks have outbeat the market over the last three months. Let's go a little further. Watch this. And I, I will say this. Here's the caveat. Stay away from REITs that have. Stay away from REITs that do office securities. Office REITs, stay away from them. Right now is not the time to be investing in office REITs or commercial. If you're going to invest in the home builders, go back one, go back one. I'm giving game right now. If you're going to invest, I'm not telling you to invest, but look at the home builders. Look at the home builders. If you in, if you in, if you in, if you in a triple bean team, a masters of the trap, one of the stocks that I told y'all was a home builder. One of the stocks I told y'all was a home builder. All right, let's go. Go a little further. So if we're going to mess with the REITs, if you're going to invest in real estate, I'm not telling you to invest in REITs. But what I am telling you is this. Nope. What I am telling you is this. Don't invest in commercial. Don't invest in office REITs. Why? Because people not being at the work, people not being at the office no more. People not doing that no more. Yo, the work week is getting smaller. I like self-storage groups if you're going to invest in REITs right now. I like self-storage. Why? I like extra space. I like public. I like national storage. I even like U-Haul. But here's the thing. And here's why. Because no matter what the people not getting rid of, the storage spaces, and they paying good dividends. They cash machines for sure. All right, let's go a little further. All right, man, we got our question. Let's go, man. What's up, Trap? What's up, King? It's Orlando. What's good? Kansas City. First off, I'm going to say thank you for everything. You Salute. For us. I'm saying thank you for everybody. I was just wondering if it's a lot of the... Dividends you speak about, they're kind of expensive for us little guys. And I was wondering, did you have any top picks of dividends we could buy for the people just beginning in the stock market game? Thank you. Mm. So because he asked me this live, I guess I got to give it to y'all. Damn. Uh, one, I just gave y'all some just now. Those storages. Out of those, I really like public storage. Um, again, we talking about trap. I really like public storage, and I really love Costco. I really love public storage, and I really love Costco as a dividend stock. Salute to you, King. Let's go a little further. Next one, we have, hey, trap. Tanisha Benthal, hey, trap, today... CNBC was talking about the potential home buyers having, damn, fear of buying a, at the top. Tofomo, can you break down the condition of the housing market and the sentiment may affect it going forward? I just talked about that. Damn, I didn't even know that was a question. I didn't even know that was a question. Damn. Um, we just talked about that, beloved. And so that is the market. So the sentiment right now is people feel like they're buying at the top. One, we don't have enough houses on the market in America. There's not enough houses on the market. 
and they have a lot of buyers, so people are really buying houses extremely high. That's my thing. Salute to you, Queen. I hope I answered that. I will answer some of the other questions in there. And tonight, um, tomorrow, Jose, you come through tomorrow, you hear me? Tomorrow, if you in learning, if you in lottery pick, I'll give you the lottery pick stock and I'm gonna give you the breaking down the brick stock price and I'm gonna give you a lottery pick stock price. If you in lottery pick, if you in triple bean team, a masses of the triple bean. Uh, Jose, you can put that in the chat right now. If you want to join a Patreon group, salute to that. Appreciate y'all for joining the Patreon. The Patreon go crazy. The Patreon do go crazy. Now, I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm not holding hands in the Patreon, right? I put the information in there. I do answer some questions. But, like, if you're trying to learn how to break down a stock and all that, you go join Trappers Anonymous or get the Wall Street Trapping course. What I do in the Patreon group is I put the stock, I give you a little breakdown, and I give you the price points. I give you what it's worth, and then I show you two more. If you're in a triple beam team, you get the price points, you get any option plays I may do, and you get stocks I may add to the thing. Also, you get discount on all the apparel and you get discount on coming in. If you in the matches of the triple beam, you get all of that, plus you get the actual triple beam, which does a discount, discount cash flow for you, formula for you. Is in the triple beam, you just type it in. If you join a triple beam, master the triple beam, give us about 48 hours before we let you in. Also, you get the option plays I tell you about. Um, so you get that. So um, that's what we got, y'all. You want to join it? We love it. If you don't want to join it, it's all good. We're not tripping. But, you know, that's what we do. Now, the people in the triple beam team is like, Trap, how do I buy options? I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm not teaching it to you. I'm not teaching it to you because, wait, let me, let me rephrase that. I'm not, you're not in there for me to teach it to you. I'm going to drop the options masterclass. I'm going to drop the options course. I'm going to give you that. If you're in a triple beam team, it's not for, I'm not, I'm not there to be trying to teach you options in there. Let me say it like that, right? Like the triple beam team, if you want the option places because you already know how to execute, you could just say, okay, trap, here's it. You know, that makes sense. There you go. And there's a description in it. Jose, put it in the chat right quick. Jose, break it down for y'all. I'm about to get a water break because I've been up here for two and a half hours. What's good, Trappers, man? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. Right now, I want to invite you to an amazing experience full of value. That is my community, Trappers Anonymous. It's 100% the greatest fundamental investing community on the market. Listen, your portfolio should be a masterpiece. And the only way we get you there is if we help you learn how to invest with confidence. Now listen, I get it. Like you don't know a lot about stocks or maybe you've heard people say how much money they lost in stocks, but I can guarantee you one, because they weren't in the community and two, they lack the information. Our goal in Travels Anonymous is to help you, really to hold your hand on the journey to becoming a confident investor, learning how to navigate through the different events that the stock market goes through to take you from panic to encouragement. There's no better time than now. This is an opportunity only for those who are willing to be on the journey. So listen, man, click the link below. Come join me in Travis Anonymous, man. I will see you in one of our many classes, whether it's 
Moop Monday, whether it's the two hour class we do on Sunday or whether it's just a book club, everything is geared toward making you a better investor so you can triple your network and turn your last name to an asset. It's your boy, Wall Street Traveler. See you in the trap. What's good, what's good, what's good, fam? Also, I want to let y'all know something right now, man. This live event is going to be amazing. Come watch Trapping Tuesdays live. Jose, let's put the link in there. It's $97. You know, that's easy. You get to come in here. I'm going to probably do a Q&A while y'all in here. And you'll have access to the actual trap house. Right? We're going to have access to the trap house. So you go in the back, you can go shopping for your merch if you want to. The first event is April the 11th. Um, I think we have maybe 20 tickets left. We have maybe 20 tickets left. This is the first and the first uh, live event is April the 11th. It's April the 11th, man. Jose going to put the link in. Man, I want to see y'all in here, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to see y'all in here. You're going to be live. We're going to have it set up for y'all. You know, a lot. I'm going to be real. It's better than coming to... I like to keep it intimate, so it's better than coming to an actual, you know, a big conference. It's in Atlanta, Georgia, April the 11th. That's on a Tuesday. I know, you know, it's on a Tuesday because it's Trapping Tuesday. But April the 11th, come to the live show, man. I can't wait to meet y'all. I can't wait to build with y'all. Um, this the first one. We don't know when. We got one on the 11th and one on the 25th of April. Um, it's no plus ones. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta buy one for you and your people. You hear me? But definitely come through, man. I want to see y'all. You know, the live audience is gonna be a different feel for us. And it's only ninety seven dollars. You know, somebody else trying to charge you nineteen ninety seven to come in. Somebody trying to charge you five hundred dollars to come in. We charging you ninety seven dollars to come in, rock with me, meet Jose, meet Gendy, meet Dave. I might even let y'all see Tootie cook a beat or two. You know what I'm saying? I might even let y'all see who, uh, might let y'all see. We might bring y'all some. We might have y'all a little food up in here. Um, if you're in the Triple Bean team or if you're in Masters of the Trap, you get a discount. You get a discount. You get a discount. So I definitely want to see y'all in. If you got yours, let me see you in the chat saying Trap... Listen, y'all need to come see Wall Street Travel for $97, y'all. I want you to wrap y'all mind around that. Like, you get to come trap with trap for $97. Somebody say, meet George with the hot eyes. Okay. So the pebble poppy. You feel me? But y'all get to meet the team, man. I want y'all to just think about that, though. Y'all get to meet trap for $97. I want, I want you to just wrap your mind around that. <laughs> like, not $3,000, $97. If y'all know me, y'all know I'm going to wind up being here all night talking to y'all ass, man. So, huh? They want George in the chat. He want to act phony like he don't want to smile. He's so phony. He's so phony. He's so phony. Check him out. <laughs> they get to meet George, y'all. That's my cuz. That's what, he about to fast now. He about to work out. 
He about to be at the gym. He about to eat nothing for the next to the 11. He ain't going to be eating nothing. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get my body. You know, he got body dysmorphia. You hear me? <laughs> All right, man, but definitely, Jose, let's put it in the chat, man. I love y'all. I, I can't wait to see y'all. If you coming, let me see you in the chat. Say I'm coming. If you coming, I want to see y'all. I want to see y'all. I want to see you. I want y'all to know you can't even see your favorite artist for $97. Like, they got people on Instagram charging y'all millions of dollars, thousands of dollars just to look at them online. I want y'all in here with me. That's how I want to build this community out. At some point later on, we're going to start traveling. You know, probably next year we're gonna start traveling, but right now we just building the show out, man. We we building the show out. Um and we just we just we won't we won't touch the trappers. If you're in a triple bean team, if you're in a trappers anonymous, if you in the community, you just got here, we won't touch y'all. I won't touch y'all, I won't shake your hand. I'm from New Orleans, so I'm a hugger. You know what I'm saying? If you you what's up, dog? You know, I'm, I'm that kind of person. What's that, bruh? You know what I'm saying? If you're a female, I'm going to hug you. What's up, love? How you feeling, queen? So, And you get to go to the back and go shopping. So, all right, man. How do you buy the tickets? Uh, Jose putting the link in the chat right now. Definitely, if you come and let me see it. I think we got maybe, I think, 20 tickets left, 20, 25 tickets left, man. I don't really be promoting on Instagram. I just promote it on here. I'm, I'm, I don't promote it on nowhere but here. If I put it on Instagram, I feel like Instagram and Trapping Tuesdays community is a different community. You know, I feel like Trapping Tuesdays is my community. It's my people. Instagram, they be watching. They peekabooing. They look a -hooing. Trapping Tuesdays, y'all come. All right, let's go a little further, man. I'm going to go on. So this segment right here is called Learning the Lingo. So what this is this is about me teaching y'all because a lot of people don't understand the game. And the only thing that's keeping you from understanding the game is the language. The language is keeping you from understanding the game. So that's why we created Learning the Lingo. This week's Learning the Lingo is... Bank run. So when a large number of customers of a bank or other financial institution withdraw their deposits at the same time over fear of bank solvency. A bank run is when a large number of customers go to the bank and they say, yo, I need to get my money out here. As more people withdraw their funds, the probability of default increases. In turn, it can cause people to withdraw their deposits. Think, I want you to understand that. So right now you're going to keep hearing bank run, bank run, bank run, bank run, bank run. That's what a bank run is. So a bank run is when you see, like y'all saw people standing in line trying to get their men out of the banks. All those small banks went to panicking because they don't really have that money in there like that. They don't really have that money in there like that. So that's what a bank run is. All right, let's go a little further. All right, breaking down a brick. This is going to be kind of long, but check it out, y'all. So breaking down a brick, I like to give you a company and I like to show you different components of that company. Let's go, man. This week, our company is Apple, man. We're talking about Apple, man. Tick Assemble, AAPL, technology company, designs and manufactures smartphones, personal computers, tablets, wearables, and accessories and sells a range of related services. Let's go a little further. All right, so this is how Apple make their money, man. Services make up $78 billion in revenue. It makes up 28%. Wearables make up 10%, which is your home and accessories. The iPad makes up $29 billion, equals 7%. The Mac computer makes up $40 billion at 10%. The iPhone makes up 52% of Apple's revenue. So right now, I just gave you a breakdown on how Apple makes its money. Total revenue in 2022 was $394 billion. 
I'm going to just go on record and saying this Apple is probably the best company America has ever seen. I'm going to go on record as saying this Apple is probably the best company that America has ever seen. Real talk. When you talk about a company that's revolutionized the game, when you talk about a company that, listen, you know why we have podcasts right now? Because of Apple. You know where the MP3 player come from? The iPod. Apple had this brilliant idea. Steve Jobs, yo, let's just put all the music in this one thing. Yo, that put CDs out of business. That put CDs and cassettes out of business. Guess why we got touchscreen phones now? Everything touchscreen now. Guess why? Steve Jobs changed how we do business. I'm just keeping it real. And then after Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs did something that was so amazing. People always get on when I say it. I think Tim Cook is a better CEO than Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was a better brilliant man. He was, he was brilliant. His brilliance is unmatched. We will the next brilliant person to me to Steve Jobs is Elon Musk. Somebody that can just revolutionize how the world moves. But why Tim Cook? Because Tim Cook didn't try to step inside of Steve Jobs' shoes. Tim Cook said, yo, I'm about to just expand the business. He turned Apple into a what? A service-based business. Let me show you what he did. In 2018, Tim Cook said, yo, I'm taking this off our balance sheet. You will no longer be able to look at what the iPhone can do. That made investors go crazy. Go look at it. 2018, Apple, Apple stock went down. Why? Tim Cook said, I'm taking this off because I'm about to make this our prime source. Now, he wasn't doing it for sure. He was playing a trick on the stock market because he knew they were basing Apple off of what the iPhone did. So what he did was he said, yo, I'm about to take this off our earnings. He took it off the earnings for, four, for three quarters. But what he did was he made this the second biggest product line they had, services. Why? Not the wearables, services and services and wearables. So he grew the wearable business. When he took it off, he grew wearables by $50 billion. When he took it off. And then he made a service-based business. So he added services, he added wearables. Now, they, now instead of the iPad and the iMac being number two and three, he made services and wearables two and three. Then he put the iPhone back on the earnings report. And if you go look at it, services and wearables became what drew in the biggest revenue. That was brilliant. The next thing he did, he turned the app store into the greatest business model we've ever seen. He turned the app store into the most brilliant business model we've ever seen. In a technology world, he really said, we're going to get 30% of everything you sell. This is the biggest story you'll ever see. He's 30% of everything, everything you sell on there. Watch this. If you don't like it, go to Google Play and see how much money you make. You don't have to be here. Go to Google Play. Let's see how much money you make. Everybody that went to Google Play came back and said, all right, bro. Nickel bag is sold in. You want $3 or $2? I'll get to you. Greatest business model we've ever seen, y'all. I'm going to keep it real with you. 
Apple is not an innovative company no more, but they're just bringing so much cash. I have no problem with nobody having Apple in their portfolio. I have no problem with it. All right, let's go a little further. So we're looking at the revenue, net income, net income uh, is growing at 5%. Right here, we're looking at the products all over the world, America, Europe, China, Japan. Europe and America are their biggest customers. Products bringing $201 billion. Services bring up $21 billion. Cost of revenue, meaning it cost them $223 billion. Gross profit, they bring in $170 So it cost them $223 billion. They bring in $170 billion in gross profit. Let's go a little further. All right, and so now we're breaking it down. Research and development, Apple spends $26 billion a year. That's up year over year. Operating expense, they bring in $51 billion. Year-over-year year growth on research and development. Operating income is important. That's one of the most important things you look at. How much a company bringing in from operations, not off investments, from operations. Apple brings in $119 billion. All right, let's go a little further. Boom. Right now we're looking at it, right? iPad, wearables, iMac, services, iPhone, everything spiked. But if we look a little further, watch this. This is what makes them such an amazing business. This is what makes Apple such an amazing business. Watch this. Smartphone, the iPhone competes with that. Payments, they competing with PayPal and payments in the, in the, in the payment industry. Streaming, they competing in that. Music, they compete in that. Operating systems and cloud, and they competing in that. Recognition with facials, they competing in that. Speakers, they use Bose and Apples. They, JBL, they competing in that. Smart home, they competing with Alexa and Google. Watches, Fitbit and Samsung, they competing with that. Smart tablets with the iPad, they compete with that. And computers with the iMac, they competing with that. These are the most valuable industries almost they compete with that. Not to mention that they just added themselves to healthcare. Not to mention that they just added themselves to healthcare. Not to mention that they just added themselves to the healthcare industry. I promise you, and I'm not saying nothing wrong with it, but this is the greatest business we've ever seen in America, man. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, but it's the greatest business we've ever seen in America, man. It's, it's just nothing like it. Uh, so, Zay, um, I think I put it back on a triple beam, Zay. Damn, Zay going to make me give my price out. Zay, I'm not doing that with you, Zay. I'll talk to you on Twitter, Zay. <laughs> I'll talk to you on, but Zay, I got close. Zay, I got close. I got to one, I think 115, Zay. I got to 115. That was close. That was close. Let's go, man. Let's go. All right. And so right here, we're looking at it right here. Um, I like to look at the fair value. Apple is still overpriced. Um, the current, the, the fair, so the PE ratio of the industry is, you know, 27, Apple is at 25. I still think it's a little high. Um, again, the industry average is at 14X. Apple's at 25X on a PE. So give or take a few things, you know what I'm saying? They give or take. All right, let's go a little further. Uh, tell me how y'all like that breakdown. Zay, so, so Zay asked me, Trap, do you still like Apple at 90? So maybe like a year and a half ago, we did a, I did a, I was on Clubhouse and a guy asked me for a breakdown. 
And literally off the top of my head, I give them a breakdown. I give them an enterprise value formula breakdown all the top of my head. Minus this, take away that, add this, subtract. I give them a whole enterprise value breakdown. I say, and because of that, app is worth $90. Clubhouse went crazy. Crazy. Um, but Zay, I will say this, man. Every six to eight months, I always revalue a stock. It did come up in value, but I will say this. So anybody knows when you do a discount value analysis or when you do a breakdown of a company, you, you, you do that breakdown in ranges. So if I say 90, you, you somewhere you have like a $10 spread up and up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's never spot on. So when Apple, when Apple got to, uh, when Apple got to like 115, I was like, boy, if this sucker hit 90, that was another genius moment of all the hit. <laughs> all right, let's go a little further. We're almost to the end, y'all. All right, so this one is a certified trap of the week, man. We always talk about this, man. Our certified trap of the week this week is none other than Anthony Overton. Anthony Overton was an American banker and a manufacturer. He was the first African-American to lead a major business conglomerate. Overton owned Overton Hygienic Company, um, a successful home product and cosmetic firm. His publications included Half Century Magazine and the Chicago Bee. Shout out to Anthony Overton, man. Shout out to Anthony Overton. He was the first African-American to lead a major conglomerate business. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know we come in all colors, bro. You know we come in all colors, bro. You know he got the Hitler mustache. He got the conk up top. This from 1875, man. So we ain't mad at the OG, you hear me? You know what I saw something on TV the other day that I realized was still on TV, bro? The Young and the Restless. Bro, that thing still come on TV. Bro, Victor Newman is still alive. Bro, that man looked the same. I'm 40, dog. My grandmother used to watch this dude, bro. This dude looked the same. This dude has not changed the way he look. How you look the same for 40 years? Nah, bro. How the hell you look the same that long, bro? Bro, Miss Chancellor done died. This dude's still living. Everybody's still here. Bro, I saw Jack. I said, how does dude Jack still Jabot and Associates? Newman Enterprises versus Jabot and Associates. Bro, how that dude still alive? Man, where is Genoa City? Where is... Where is Genoa City, family? I don't know where that's at. They still go to the same coffee shop. <laughs> Them people filthy rich. 
shit been on longer than The Simpsons, man. Yeah. All right, man. Let's go a little further, man. All right, I'll chill. All right, let's go a little further. All right, so this week's well track is by Young M.A., man. So she has something dope that I like. Y'all know if you knew the Trap Mass Trappers, Trapping Tuesdays, every week I try to find, it's been getting hard for me, too. I've been trying to, so if you find a, a, a stock, a, a rap that you feel like goes inside of the well track, it has to meet certain criteria. It has to essentially be talking about wealth, something about wealth. So Young Ma said, LLC, real estate, I get a check and invest now. Buying properties, back monopoly, no checkers. This is chess now. That's hard. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I was surprised to hear that from her. But I salute her for that. And I salute her to that because in rap, we had so much of the other stuff. We were able to get some bars from her that I really like. So if you find some some soundtrack bars for people talking about wealth, send it to me. Again, she says, LLC real estate. I get a check and invest now. Let's stop right there. She's saying, yo, when I get a check, I invest first. She said, when I get a check, I invest first. Then she said, buying properties, black monopoly, no checkers, this chestnut. Like, that's the mindset shift. Remember in the beginning, I talked about something, man, being able to shift your philosophy. Once you shift for your philosophy, man, you change the game. And so with that, man, let's get into our last segment of the night called Wise Words from the OG, man. Um, man, tonight was such a phenomenal night, man. Man, we had 2,600 people in the chat tonight. I want to salute my team, man, because I got the best team in the world, man. Because even amongst disruption, they tapped in, but even more so, I got the best audience and I got the best community in the world. And the reason why I know we got the best community in the world is because in the world we live in today, if you go out of commission for six or seven minutes, ain't nobody coming back. We went from 2,200 people in the chat to 2,600 people in the chat at peak. Man, that showed me that y'all loving it. In the world where everything is microwave, tonight we've been in here for three hours. This is the dopest show on the block, not because I say so, but because y'all showing me we say so. Because you ain't gonna get this type of vibe, you ain't gonna get this type of information. Not that I'm just overwhelming you for inf with information, it's because I'm giving the information to you in a way that you can digest it. I'm giving you the information in a way that you can take notes, you can come back to it, and you can start applying it. It's all about me not trying to prove to y'all how smart I am, I break this down for myself so I can understand it. And once I break it down in a way that I can understand it, guess what I do? I deliver it to you in a way that you can understand it. And I won't show you that I'm not just giving you information. That's why I show you the recession portfolio, my wins and my losses, so y'all can see that I'm applying the same information.
want y'all to understand that. And we're going to play the game like that. Each and every week, man. I told y'all by the end of this year, man, I want to have 5,000 people in this chat, man, every week. 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, 10,000. But that only happens if I keep giving the information and then y'all come back every week with somebody with y'all. But not just that. We put out clips. After we put this clip out, we also put out clips, three, four clips a week. And then Thursday, every Thursday at five o'clock, we give you the audio experience on Apple, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify. Because we know that y'all won't be in a car listening to. We know that the visual experience is it. We know that. But I also want y'all to, let's get this to the number one show in the world. And I can't do that without y'all. And tonight y'all showed me how gangster y'all is. And it said, to whom much is given, much is expected. But what happens when you weren't given anything? What happens when you were sleeping on air mattresses? What happens when your future was brim? What happens when you were a statistic before you even got into moving in life? I said something on The Breakfast Club and I'm going to say it again. For lower income, middle class, working class, $40,000, $50,000 a year and below, every day we get up running. Trying to make ends meet, trying to survive, trying to do the best we can with the lack of knowledge that we have. Because it's a, it's a dangerous thing when you equip somebody that, that, that got the audacity to build wealth. You become a real dangerous person when you have the audacity to go after your dreams and to go after the things you know you deserve. You become dangerous when you got the audacity to take advantage of the wealth opportunities. Nothing that develops Nothing that develops properly lacks success. You don't lack confidence. But what happens when your future is dismal? What happens when the only thing that you got to look forward to is retirement? So you telling me all of my good years, all of my fruitful years, all of my courageous years, I'm going to work them years away? Now, entrepreneurship ain't for everybody, but investing and building wealth is. That freedom fund is for you when you learn how to invest, when you learn how to trade. Y'all know my saying, we don't get it out the mud, we get it out the market. The market ain't just the stock market, that's the one I love the best, but the market is real estate, the market is uh, Airbnb, the market is Toro, the market is whatever you doing, you maximize it. Anything outside of just working a job because one stream of income is too close to suicide. We talking about financial suicide, but we talking about now having that quantum leap that we talked about last week. We talking about having the audacity that we talked about the week before that to take advantage of the wealth opportunities that's present to us now. I don't need you to get it right. I just need you to be in position.
we are riddled with a default system, a system full of holes, a system full of gaps, a system full of inadequacies. And those inadequacies, they, inadequacies, they create despair. How do we escape the gravitational pull of mediocrity? How do we, how do we escape, uh, escape the, the gravitational pull of wealth disparity? We insufficient opportunities. A lot of times we lack the resources. Sometimes we fight so hard just to break even. We fight so hard just to get the break even when other cultures, other ethnicities, other families, they already started in front of the eight ball. They already started on gold. They already started in the green. They already started trust fund babies. But what happens when they tell you, man, just pull yourself up by the bootstraps? I say, all right, just give me the boots. I ain't complaining. Just give me the boots. Because I ran barefooted. I know what the blisters, I know what the calluses feel like and not having. So if you give me the boots, I'm going to do the rest. And so at Trapping Tuesdays, my goal is to equip you. But I'm still equipping me. Because we all we got, y'all. I don't look for the government to save me. I don't care who they got in office. He ain't going to save me. He ain't going to save my people. They ain't going to make sure my daughter good. They ain't going to make sure my cubs good. They ain't going to make sure my people good. I got to do that. I'm going to take that responsibility and I'm going to wear it on my back. So if I got to go two hours every week on Trapping Tools, guess what? It's my pleasure. Because guess what I know? Every week that we get people to tune in, guess what? We breaking the cycle, baby. Every week you come here, you building your confidence. Guess what? You're going to make a bad investment. That's cool. Guess what? You're going to make a bad option play. That's cool. But guess what? As long as you playing the game, what we talked about? Identifying patterns. Identifying what? Environments. And being able to do what? Identify the mistakes we made. We often run out of gas when it's time for us to propel financially. That exuberance that we have to thrive, to overcome, to be what never was to become something you've never seen in your circumference. You become bombarded with exhaustion. And the reason why you get exhausted is because when you don't have direction and you don't have a resource to go back to and draw from your experience from, you get tired of freestyling, man. And I just want to provide a sense of direction. I ain't perfect and I'm going to make the mistakes, but guess what, yo? Every day I'm going to show up. And God damn it, if you show up with me, man, we're going to make it. We're going to come on the other side of this recession profitable. My recession portfolio may be the first, but guess what? 
at the end of this double dip recession, it won't be the only one. Because I just won't be the blueprint. I just won't be that likability. Because I want that voice to be familiar. I want the words to be understandable. I want the plays to be recognizable. But most important, I want the language to be understandable. Man, I don't want to be the most popular person, man. I just want to be the one that set the most people free. I don't got to be the realest. I just want to be the one that made the most impact. I just want to be the one that served the most. Show me somebody that's going to come up every week and give you three hours nonstop a game. A game. And every week I tell you something different. It's because I love the game. I found my purpose. This is my retirement. Get used to me. The desk's going to get bigger. The backdrop's going to get bigger. The building's going to get bigger. But the information's going to get better. I won't teach you, and then I won't teach your kids, and then I won't teach your kids' kids. I won't teach the whole generation. I won't trap and tools it to be a family affair. I got big vision, y'all, and my vision ain't just about me, it's about us. Because when I look back at all of our great leaders, it pisses me off that they all die broke. But I understood that every generation fought a different fight. In this fight today, that we fight now, this one here is about economic freedom. This one here is about financially being in position to own your 24 hours. This one here is about teaching your kids and putting you in position to open a custodial account for your kids. I want you to understand that. I won't be a part of your growth. I won't be a part of your growth, man. I want us to grow together. When you put that first five figures in the market, I won't be that I say, keep going. I won't congratulate you. When you put that first six figures in the market, I won't be that I say, keep going. When you get that first M in the market, I won't be that I said, keep going. When you open that custodial account, I won't say, keep going. It's the norm now. So when you hear Trapping Tools and when you see Wall Street Trapping, man, I promise y'all, it ain't just about me. I promise, man. It ain't about me trying to make the most money, yo. I know how I'm going to make money. I'm mentally unemployable. I'm an investor by nature. I'm an investor by spirit. I am a financial predator. And I ain't talking about people. I'm going to eat the market. And I want us all to hunt. I want us to hunt like lions and lionesses. I want us to hunt like wild dogs. I want us to hunt like hyenas. I want us to hunt wealth. And we do that together. Because the meek shall inherit the earth. They say our people will 
suffer and be destroyed due to lack of knowledge. But what they didn't say was, how we gonna prosper when we get the knowledge? What they didn't say was, how we gonna change generations once we get the knowledge? What they didn't say was, once we got the knowledge, we transformed. What they didn't say was the knowledge was gonna give birth to generations of freedom, prosperity, and wealth. And we do that as trappers. And the one thing I ain't gonna never change is my name. I'm gonna be Wall Street Trapper forever because my goal is to transform the word trapper. My goal is to transform the word trap house. I'm gonna keep the baking soda. I'm gonna keep the triple beams because I ain't talking about dope. I'm talking about wealth. I'm talking about stocks. I'm talking about equity. I'm talking about dividends. So man, as long as y'all allow me to be trapped, man, we're going to run this thing up, man. Man, thank y'all for another episode of Trapping Tuesdays, man. Episode 34 is one for the history books, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to see y'all next week. Same time, same place. Listen, Thursday, 5 o'clock, we drop the audio on all streaming podcast platforms. Do me a favor, man. Everybody in here, before you go to sleep tonight, I want you to go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify Podcasts, go to Trapping Tuesdays, and just download the apps as many as you can. Let's beat out Dave Ramsey, man. I love y'all. Good night.